0: The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Adequate. Our ongoing mission until we are cancelled and replaced by something far superior. To review every Star Trek episode and movie in existence. To seek out new guests and make them very uncomfortable. To boldly go where very many other YouTube-based Star Trek topic shows have gone before. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, everybody out there welcome to the first episode of trekking up north in 2024 i am your host captain goodwill of the uss adequate and joining me as ever is the delectable Geesian from the planet honk honk science officer sonoise <laughs> and this week we are joined by a very very special guest he is a canadian and that's all you need to know. <laughs> <That's it>. There <laughs> yeah. we go, that's it. So
1: tell us the best thing about being he, Canadian. He is an he is
0: acclaimed background actor who has actually been in Star Trek, David Jones. Hello, David Jones. Welcome to Trekking Up North. Hello.
2: How are you, Hello, sir? Hello, Captain Goodwill. Hello. I am fantastic. How are you, boss? Yes. How are you, sir? <laughs>
1: No, I I think we need to be honest about stuff, because it's like, I've got to perfectly admit, I've had proper January blues this year. Like, it doesn't usually happen, but it's like, the last couple of days, I've just been like, I feel really sad today. And it's like, and I think there's something therapeutic about mentioning it, because then all your mates are like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean and stuff. And there's this camaraderie with being honest about your feelings. But yeah, no, I think... 2014 is it it is a year it is shaping up and 2014 was 10 years than... ago sunois
3: <laughs> okay are you okay, okay. are you it's fine long...
1: i got no dates work it's that's... been a long road <laughs> that, that's how much cheese was consumed at christmas but i know no longer oh my... what year is it <laughs> It's I like think he's sobered
0: up. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> That's what it should have been. I should have run on with this massive beard, being like, what year is it, man?
0: The bender is finished.
1: <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, no, I'm still talking. But, um. It's going it's good. How, how are you doing, David? Are you, how are you doing? Are you glad to finally be on the show after sort of being you know being around and being like watching the show and stuff for ages and not being able to talk be on the show because of the
2: strikes yeah it's been a while isn't it i think we talked about this just after under the cloak of war um aired mm. um august yeah it's been a long time it's yeah i've been i've been watching your show for a long time and it's finally great to finally be here and you're Why? still here that's the, that's the surprising
1: <laughs> thing it's, it's, it's like, you know, usually it's like how long it takes them to click the dislike button and be like do not recommend
2: channel
0: <laughs> no 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 that's 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 only people who are jealous um yeah uh how wow guys how it's been a hot minute hasn't it since our our last episode of trekking up north that was the end of november
1: 2014 apparently yeah 2014
2: yeah we went to a time vortex
0: um everyone's christmas is good everyone's new
2: year's good mm. nice and quiet just <laughs> why he needed it
0: that's the only time i've got a So and i was hmm uh- <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: it
1: things happened at christmas no no, uh, no i, I yeah. want everyone in the chat actually to tell me what your favorite part of christmas dinner is because someone the other day told me it was sprouts and i oh. I, I just don't condone liars but you know it's like I'm I like, you do realize there are other things on the plate, but you know, but Why? yes, that's what I want to hear. Do, do you, about.
0: you enjoy farting immensely on an afternoon? I don't know. It's, um,
1: <laughs> well, when you phrase it like that,
0: do it well. I just don't have to throw up in my mouth twice. It's, um, yeah, it's
1: this is going off to a great start. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's going off. To, I haven't even started the martini. yet. It's, um, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a difficult month for me. Uh, mm. for, for those that, for those that, uh, know my, um, my grandmother sadly passed away uh, a couple of days before my birthday uh, last month. Uh, And it's been, it's been difficult. I, I took time away. Um, And yeah, it, 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 it was inevitable. It was one of those things. It's, it's very sad. Um, But I have had the ever, ever constant support of scenarios of David giving me words of encouragement Um, And I want to give a shout out to everyone, to to Joe, for for taking the time to call me all the way from New York City, baby,
1: um, to check up (laughs) on me. They have telephones there.
0: They do. Pretty soon they might have mobile phones. (laughs) It's (laughs) great. I thought Um, it was just pure telepathy. Wait, no, no, what year am I in now? Yes. Um, Everyone showing support and love. Thank you so much uh, for for helping me get through that. Thank you very much to to you, David, to you, Sanois, to to Mark, to Joe, to Donna, to Paul, to Sammy, to everyone. Um, You are wonderful, loving people. And I am so lucky to know each and every one of you. Um, Apart from that, we are back. Um, This is I have wanted to do this the disembodied legs of david every time it happens i can't stop laughing it's so funny um (laughs) i am we are we are back we are back uh ready for 2024 for the big things that are going to happen for 2024 in star trek and i have got a chilled glass of passion fruit martini right here
1: Mm -hmm. um what else (laughs) should i ask how has your week been so is it been blue it's been it's been a strange one like it's basically the last week has been like going oh Christmas is over now time to do all of like put all of the stuff that I'm meant to be doing into context and getting a bit scary because obviously next weekend I am at DragCon in London so I'm going to be on my heels for a full weekend in Oof. London interviewing people and stuff which is going to be very difficult uh, but it's, it's going to be intense and then obviously tomorrow uh, I'm getting to see you bizarrely like b- belated birthday shenanigans. And yeah, and it's it's just kind of realizing how the year's planned out. Uh, but I'm, I'll get through it. But it is that scary thing, if you know, like like you're saying, David, you have this lovely relaxing Christmas and New Year and stuff, and then he's just like, oh well, well I'm gonna do things. What? <laughs> you know, what's what's this? And then you come back, and he's just like, oh, why is everything on fire? What have I done? Well, you know. well speaking of our acclaimed
0: <laughs> speaking of our acclaimed guest, um, David is a background actor from. Uh, Nice France, Um, not not (laughs) shit Canada. Um, (laughs) uh, He is a background actor from the Toronto area and he has been in a porky little show. I believe it's called, uh, let me just check my notes, Star
1: Trek Strange New Worlds. Oh, I wrote Stranger, Stranger New. Strangle New. new Strangle New Terms, (laughs) yes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yes. but he has been in many, many other things, as well as the festive movie, shall we call it, Thanksgiving. <laughs> so, David, do you want to talk a little bit about yourself and who you are and what you do?
1: Oh, he's on mute. Oh, he's has got- You're on mute, my dear. I think they're, they're, they've they have tried to stop spoilers. He said, like, "No, don't <laughs> tell sensitive. us the whole plot. Don't tell us all the secrets." <laughs>
0: they said to- <laughs> Paramount are hot on his heels.
2: <laughs> and they're like, "What? <laughs>
0: there we go. We've got
3: him back."
2: <laughs> well, thanks for having me everybody. It's been great knowing you guys for all this time. Um, I good I thought well, he was going to leave. Happy day. It's been great knowing you, but I'm onto
0: something better.
3: Bye. <laughs>
2: Uh, but yeah, I'm a Canadian background actor. Um, I've been. I was just recently on Star Trek Strange and Worlds under the cloak of war. Um, Thanksgiving, see no evil. Others I can't talk about. Ooh, he's been on things that we can't say, but we
0: know, and we can't. Wait. It's 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 honestly um, talking to you and getting to know you and just listening to how successful. You have been in such a short space of time, and being on these wonderful shows and films that we can't really talk about—it's—I'm um, jealous. Uh, you have quite literally <laughs> lived possibly every Trekkie's dream, where you have been in Star Trek. You—you you know, even in the the background, even even mm. just yep. being there is quite possibly the dream of every Trekkie out there, um, and and to to yeah. experience that. How was that? How did it feel? And I know you couldn't say anything for a year because as soon as Under <laughs> the Cloak of War came out, he sent me a message straight away and I'm like, shit, that's you! <laughs> <laughs> how did it feel like how how could you process being there?
2: It was, it was surreal. Like I've grown up as a Star Trek fan since I think my first Star Trek episode was just before Best of Both Worlds aired. Oh. Wow. Um, I think my first Star Trek movie I saw in theaters, I believe, was First Contact. I can't remember if oh. I saw Generations.
0: Generations <laughs> of <or> First Contact. <laughs> um, this is getting good.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think, it, I think it was First Contact. I think it was first contact that I vividly remember. I remember I was shit scared of seeing the Borg when they're, you know, going it after everybody, eye? assimilating. Was your... it the
0: drill in the eye?
2: I know. I know th- it was when um when they opened the uh, doors and you just see all those red yes. uh, things coming at you and you start seeing all the Borg coming after them. I think that was my first, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Surreal, like... You know, even if you're a background actor, regardless, like you have to be in Star Trek. You arguably get to be in one of the best episodes they've ever done, too. Yeah.
1: Wait, this is this is what I was gonna say. It's the fact of going, you know, there's being like I keep laughing at the idea of being like a background actor, and it's like really elaborate photo bombing. So it's basically where you sort of like well, not only have you got like a full costume and everything, you are just like uh but no, it's the fact of how good, like, you want to be in the background of Trek, you want to be in an episode of Trek, but then you're in one of the episodes, one of the amazing ones we have in season two of Strange Worlds, that is going to be talked about for a very long time. Yeah. Same as, like, Ad Aspera, the same as, um... Those old scientists? Well, diversity. I wasn't, gonna, I was going to mention Subspace Rhapsody, but yes. Well, oh, well, no well, one cares well, about that. But it's... <laughs> But it's the idea of just like like I rewatched it today. Hilariously, I was unable to rewatch it due to it not being on Paramount Plus for me anymore, which is very odd. We we but, obtained um, it
0: through, um, Ferengi means. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, I had an annoying thing where I'm like, <laughs> I'm paying for Paramount Plus, but I can't watch it, so I'm having to resort to this in order to talk about it, in order to advertise it. The whole of Star Trek thing. <laughs> well that's an homicide. Not if you're viewing it through Amazon. <laughs> um, but anyway, but <laughs> a little rant there. But re-watching it today and just realizing like how perfect it is. Like it's just such an amazing episode. Like the way it deals with PTSD and the fact that it it raises questions. It's I kind of class it as the new like Tuvix at the end. Because remember when we were talking about it where we're going, hey, does does Benga actually deliberately kill him? Or is it an accident? You know, and it's one of those weird things where you're like, it could go either way. And deliberately ambivalent. Yeah. Yeah. Ambiguous. 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 (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Wait, a bad Klingon did die. So technically it is kind of maybe ambivalent. But
2: it's also, as well, too, like this also could lead to why we get Dr. McCoy down the road, right? Maybe they go into that. Maybe this is the start of it.
0: Well, yeah, because Umbenga at this point in Strange New Worlds is the CMO, but then McCoy comes on board as the CMO. So why does Umbenga get demoted in a way? It's 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 very interesting how they're going to... Which is, which is why... It's one of the things I have loved this year because we've seen throughout the interwoven series of Star Trek where they've actually taking care of continuity between all these new shows. And this is one of them where it's just like, oh yeah, so this is Scotty uh, and this is this is Umbenga and we're going to maybe see how this has happened. And then with Lower Decks with Mariner, which linked to The Next Generation and stuff like that. And it's it's really interesting that the writers are sort of like, oh yeah, there's, there's more than one show about Star Trek happening. Maybe we should mm-hmm. listen to them and take Hedens from that. And, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think we had already had, I mean, we'll we'll get into the review shortly, but we, we already started 2023 off really the ground running with Picard season three. And then Mm -hmm. to get Stranger Worlds, everyone was like, well, how how are they going to top this? This is just like the the epitome of excellent Star Trek. And then it was just like, holy shit. No, they, they they didn't beat it. (laughs) They matched it in a completely different way to what Picard was. And it was brilliant. And, the stand- yeah. I mean, there, there is, <clears throat> I, I think we're all pretty much in agreement. We've all got different episodes in season two that were sort of like, eh. but overall it was a very, very strong season that hit all the notes at the right time. And yep. under the cloak of war, we made comparisons to the siege of AR-558 AR from Deep Space Nine. We had Subspace Rhapsody, which was Star Trek, taking a massive gamble and it paid off and then
1: oh, spectacularly
0: and then we saw possibly one of the greatest episodes of star trek as a whole in 20 years those old scientists where it's like how do we deal with a crossover but not only that how do we deal with a crossover with an animated show and it was just <laughs> absolutely brilliantly done and it 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 just it it blew me away
2: yeah yeah david it all it also won as well too like i don't think we've ever seen a star trek uh time where it's gone light episode dark episode light yeah. episode dark episode, in the just every episode was a banger
3: yeah, yeah. It's like
1: showing what it can do it literally goes here's a courtroom episode followed by here is a sort of like uh one i don't know what like a mystery one and then obviously here's a comedy one and here's like a really serious war one and it is and it's also the fact of like we're saying here the writers are sort of giving answers, but then opening doors as well and going like, hey, we can follow up this Mbenga stuff. And it's weird seeing that when I'm used to like sci-fi shows that give you answers and then have to retcon them later, like like Doctor Who's one where it goes, hey, here's a definite thing where this... Here's a definite ending here and then later on they're like well okay maybe maybe they didn't die you know <laughs> you know like oh maybe they can come back and he's just sort of going like oh okay where strangely will somehow doesn't paint itself into a corner while still answering loads of questions it's very strange while still remaining
0: uh still remaining episodic in yeah. nature yeah um, harkening back to uh the original series shall we though kick off our review of 2023 with Arguably the biggest series that came out as a whole in, in television last year, Picard Season 3. Now...
3: go yeah. right man. Let's do it. Yeah.
0: I know... F- from knowing people who worked in Picard, like um, Doug Drexler and stuff, even as early as when Season 2 was airing, a lot of people were saying, yeah, we've got Season 2. Just wait till Season 3. Just wait till yeah. Season 3. Now, for me, Picard... Season one and season two, possibly the weakest Star Trek mm. that we had had. Um, very, uh, very meh, uh, enjoyable but very. Mm, do you know slow. what I mean? Like slow, and it was just things sort of lingered too much. Uh, time travel again. You know there was a whole raft of time travel. Like we're in Los Angeles, twenty twenty four, and it's just like uh, and
2: yeah.
1: The alt,
2: the alternate Borg, so. Everyone, your yeah.
1: alternate Borg is yes. It, it, it's one of these ones
2: where, but at least now,
1: like people can't be like, "Hey, Voyager ruined the Borg," and you're like, "Ha ha ha!" Wait till season two of Picard, you know. But then we lost, we lost Cristobal Rios,
0: um, mm. the cigar smoker, which is captain. a crime. It, it is, a, it is a major crime uh, as captain of the <laughs> <Steingazer>. um <laughs> It was a major crime because I, I loved, uh, I loved the actor. I loved Cristobal Rios, his character. I think he was brilliant um
1: the fact so much they didn't do anything with like his whole crew of holograms and not there's no plot point there's nothing done with it and you're like why what (laughs) you know but also
0: as well it's like you're gonna stay in 2024 when you know the third world war is just around the corner Mm.
3: (laughs) um
0: so going into season three everyone was pretty much we'll we'll just see because the last two seasons have been a bit average. But we were getting a lot of spin uh from people who worked on the show saying, No, this is this is going to be what you have waited for. Like Michael and Denise Okuda, Doug Drexler, Dave Blass, everyone was saying, This is what you have wanted. And Terry Metalis is on board. This is what you want. Yeah. And holy shit, like to this day, it is possibly the best start. I mean, I know we had everything else, but this was possibly the best star trek we had had in 20 years in decades where Mm. it was it was the 25th century it was 10 episodes of the next generation the next generation and Mm. everyone had their own part to play except laris um and (laughs) <laughs> who's, who's still on Chalcot 4 with the dog
1: <laughs> the, the character sort of bookend of a series I've ever heard don't worry here, I'll meet you on be the
0: back. beach I will meet you, yeah, go, go on fa-
1: I've got a could we just bye could we uh, just do a whole series of just Picard just like ditching Laris in like random places just like Laris standing in random places just being like any moment (laughs) just checking our phones but Picard season three was was excellent
0: from start to finish it did go a little bit long with certain things and the Borg Mm. again Mm. everyone did everyone in the in here breathe like a uh, when we saw the reveal of the cube behind the red door
1: but well, we were expecting Keiko, so we can't really. <laughs> so the fact that we were surprised <laughs> that it wasn't Keiko is a bit depressing.
0: Listen, the fans wanted Keiko. We wanted Keiko. We will get Keiko at some point when Star Trek Legacy gets made. I'm telling you. <laughs>
1: God. I just love that if we oh. can just put this energy out into the universe, some mad nutter at Paramount's going to be like, Where's Yes! Miles? Where's Miles? <laughs> That's it?
0: Someone get Taylor <laughs> Metalis on Twitter right now. Sorry, God. X or whatever, toilet sink or whatever. Um just say it <laughs> three miles. Um Get me Rosalind Chow, damn it. It was like it was everything I had wanted Picard to be that it wasn't for, for two, three years. And it, I, I wanted more of it. And I think that the huge fan cry for Legacy just accelerated after it finished and i mean the signatures i think it was up to the last time i checked was sixty thousand signatures for picard season three which is uh star trek legacy which is insane um but it was it it, i can't describe how we'll never forget yeah Yeah. but for me and this is going to be selfish without picard season three there would be no trekking up north. There would be no science officer scenarios. There would be no USS Adequate, and there would be no drinking problem with passion fruit martinis. And... Let's not talk about the good things. Yeah, let's. <laughs> but um, I, I think for me that like, possibly, and I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say it now, the highlight of twenty twenty three for me, without a doubt. And I said this when we reviewed it, when we reviewed episode nine, that I cried like a little boy when the enterprise d was revealed in hangar 12 the music the visuals the direction everything was perfect so. absolutely perfect and it was tears of joy just and it's it's so crazy to think like this this cgi ship hmm. could evoke so much emotion in so many people that it was just the highlight because it was like that's when I knew this was Star Trek. This was the next generation because we are all roughly the same age. We I all think
1: so. <laughs> oh. yeah. Can you tell? Well, DCNs age differently.
0: It's just, this is this is chocolate. Um... <laughs> this is grey. Yeah. <laughs> this is working <laughs> with customers all these years. <laughs> we yeah <laughs> retail. Um, we all grew up with the next generation our our generation was the next generation so to see the enterprise d leaving the the starfleet museum and warping away to one last thing it was very emotional for a lot of people and it was like this is what this is what star trek is about it was this crew yeah. on this ship at this time and it was something that was desperately needed and i will say that right now that is my main highlight of 2023 was seeing that ship and seeing how Picard ended, not with a death, not with tears of sadness or anything like that. It was it was an old ship. They saved the day. Everybody survived. Spoiler alert. Everybody survived. <laughs> they lived happily ever after. Because in the in the age of oh happily ever after is so cliche. To have that and to have it with this crew, that they are there as a family and the camera pans just playing poker perfect that is how you should end a series after 35 years yeah and yeah I it's proof it. that
1: you don't need twists and turns to make something yeah memorable you know like it's the fact of going yeah it, it worked because they just went we're gonna end it how you can probably expect that we're going to end it and that's satisfying but in it... after star wars being constantly kind of like hey let's you know like bring them Some back the expectations dead. and you're like no one wants this <laughs> you know <laughs> like how did you why my... um, how did you feel about picard david
2: my, so my that was your moment that made you tear up yeah um, obviously being on strange new worlds i knew what was coming yeah so it made it even more emotional when i saw but my f- first thing that got me teared up for picard was hearing that first contact music at the end of the first episode i knew that we had something special coming
0: i when i saw that so it was the the day of the release of episode one and i was at work but someone had said oh here are the the end credits for picard and i thought oh well end credits aren't going to spoil anything it's just going to be music i'll give it a listen because i was interested to see because at that point they'd just manipulated the picard theme tune so they Mm. did it for season one season two And I thought, oh, let's just have a listen. And then I was like, this must be a fake. Like, this this can't be the actual theme. Someone's just put the first contact theme over the end credits, Mm. blah, blah, blah. And then I watched episode one. And then I was like, this is something special. This is going to mean something. This is going to be poignant. And then we found out all the way through uh, the 10 episodes that every bit of the end credits meant something and was relevant and was was so um it was like a little mystery
1: it was was like you know where we were trying to work out like oh what could happen and and like and then when it happens we're like oh why didn't we get that Mm. why didn't we work that out
0: but even like even as far back as episode one when you're looking at like the fleet museum l cars where it's just like uss voyager uss excelsior and you're just like defiant yeah. are we going to see voyager are we going to see the defiant what what, what what's this <laughs> and it's just like those tiny little teasers that kept us like baiting and just kept us thirsty for more for the next week and we, weekly episodic shows get a lot of stick where it's just like oh, just release them all in one bulk and let's just have fun this is one of the shows where weekly worked and it built up that yeah. traction it built up that hype and it built up that discourse all around the show for those 10 yeah. weeks where it's just like what's going to happen what are the theories and i mean look at the the sheer explosion last year of podcasts of video reviews i mean our sure show exploded because of picard you look at um spectrum sanctorum which is now captain's quadrant you look mm. at uh well, obviously not the shuttle pod show because that's just his own unhinged entity. But um, the explosion of like the popularity of Trek culture that Sean does, where it just they went from two hundred forty thousand to nearly three hundred thousand subscribers because of Picard and everything they did, and it's it's incredible that Star Trek yeah. was reinvigorated so early in two thousand and twenty-three, and then everyone yeah. was like, when it when it finished, everyone was like, okay, two things: one legacy now because we saw john delancey right at the end with uh jack crusher and everyone was just like do we need more um and then two they were like how can the next series possibly top this how how can strange new worlds top this how can prodigy how can lord or discovery top this and there was that anticipation there was that anxiety that like this is as good as it's going to get
1: um, yep. but then they did it like that that's a scary thing they genuinely managed it and yeah <laughs> but before before we got there though
0: one criticism yeah. Ooh. how Ooh. poorly paramount handled first contact day now for those that don't know first contact day is april 5th of every year it's the star trek equivalent of may the 4th uh April 5th, 2063 in the Star Trek universe is when humans make first contact with Vulcans. So Trekkie sort of adopted that date. So it's a day to celebrate Star Trek. Yes, there is a Star Trek day that Paramount of Forces honours in September, which is like the first air date of the original series, but mm. many regard First Contact Day as Star Trek day. And everyone was highly anticipated, like, ooh, are they, are they going to announce Star Trek Legacy? Are we going to see a bit of Section 31? What's going to go on? nothing <laughs> zip absolute radio silence a few messages from people here and there but nothing and you're thinking you are not possibly one of the biggest ips on the planet and you have nothing for the day what are you doing no merchandise no nothing that's my only criticism so far, I mean, let's uh, let's not
1: get us started on the merchandise. I mean, we've been wanting the the Moopsy plushies for so long. I want my Borg salamander, damn it!
0: <laughs> I, w- I will say, non official, but it is fan sets. The day that the series finale of Picard um, aired, they where are we? Fan sets were like, yeah. oh, do you want the actual combat from the last episode? Here you go, ready for pre- this is the fastest <laughs> I have ever bought something in my entire life. <laughs> Like I didn't care how much it costs. I was like, want, and I was straight on to buy now because I was like, there's no merchandise for Picard season three. That's coming out. I'm having it. Um, same and with the uniform. Re-
1: that that was a strange thing. I was in a I was in HMV the other day and they had like the full box set for Picard. Like, and well, they had like Picard as a box set of all three seasons, and then they had like sort of just Picard season three. But it's not called season three. It's called the final season. That makes me a bit sad because I'm like but it could have been the first you know but but it, is it? it would have been good if it was the first. but it but it was the idea of just being like wanting to buy it because that's the only sort of official merch there is for it you know like well, here's there are the question like, shirts so there are on plushies. here's the question though is it the corrected version
0: of season 3 because paramount released season 3 with unfinished cgi did they on blu-ray and then paramount had to spend mm. hundreds of thousands of dollars reissuing fixed cgi blu-ray discs of a certain i think it was episode 10 wow because what they had done and i i saw this in my copy when i watched the advanced screening
1: hmm. of <laughs> the episode invent- 10
0: uh compared to the one that was on paramount plus uh there was two different versions of the opening shot of the enterprise d just before we see hmm. anton checkoff which was a great
2: like tribute great to scene. anton
0: yelchin uh, with yep. walter Coyne. And there was two shots of the Enterprise D. One was unfinished, and one was polished. And there were two completely different angles and everything like that. They released season three with the unfinished one. So then they've had to get everyone to contact them so they could reissue uh, a more uh, a a patched disc. Yeah,
2: didn't they have to change the light? Sorry, didn't they have to change the lighting too? Wasn't it too dark? So they had to go back and re-edit stuff.
0: Yes, uh, that was the only crit- that was the only criticism of uh, Picard season three, but the justification from Terry Metalis for me was was very clever Where it's just like everything is shot in 8K mm-hmm. and the episode is transmitted in 4k. And if everything is adequately (laughs) adequate, (laughs) adequately lighted. (laughs) Everything if if everything is adequately lighted like it was in TNG, DS9 and Voyager, you would see so much more unnecessary detail in the L cars, in the floors, Mm. and everything like that, that it would spoil the magic for you. So they deliberately reduce the lighting on set so you could not see it. Very much like how we will it's it's very unlikely we will see a Blu-ray remaster of DS9 and Voyager because when they do polish it up, you do see the glaring production um faults the, the the
1: sets the the polystyrene like there's a scene I think I think the question is though do we care no as fans like this is the thing i mean it, it, part of the charm of the original series is going that is blatantly polystyrene <laughs> you know that is blatantly that is, that is not a real rock that is blatantly gary, gary in of, a gaunt yeah. suit yeah yeah i i kind like oh, of like seeing ds9 like on the big screen and being like oh right you can see oh you know all that makeup's not on properly
0: you know like but if you you look at season one of tng it's the same the the remaster of tng on blu-ray you can actually see the duct tape and the velcro tape that they put on the back of the screen on the bridge to hide the reflections (laughs) of the studio lights i don't i
2: love it though i i I, I think yeah yeah, i'd I'd love to see that yeah yeah
1: i don't care this is the great thing like i i was lucky enough uh before christmas to go and see go no after christmas to go and see the new godzilla minus one film Mm. that is absolutely phenomenal and like people were you know and, and it was the first time that i'd seen people go oh yeah the cg is a bit shaky in places but who cares it's an amazing film yeah and i think that's the turning point we need in cinema effectively to be like going story is the important bit it doesn't matter how fancy the special effects are and that's what we've had this year with picard season 3 with strange new worlds with lower decks with um no oh, nothing else happened um like you know like the, the idea of all this stuff where you're just going the writing is what's important no one's talking about oh look isn't lower decks animated really well you know yes it is But we're talking about the story. And I love that the conversation is that. Trekkies
0: do like to overanalyze the tiniest of details, but not one Trekkie would say, I can see gaffer tape on the back of that screen. Because another Trekkie will turn around and say, yes, because if you've ever worked in TV or film, that is how you dissipate the light, you dumbass. (laughs) There's a lot of gaffer tape. Yeah, that is is how you do. Do you know what I mean? And it's sort of like, I don't think anyone could criticise that um apart from the flamethrowers in discovery but anyway the uh (laughs)
1: mm, the let's not criticize discovery we
0: are not criticizing the discovery we we are we'll
2: talk about discovery (laughs) we are criticizing
0: the fire risks the um yeah so that is why the the lights in picard were, were were dimmed quite a bit but i mean The ending, we got another Enterprise, the Enterprise G, which I want. Um, Mike Overton of the Clone Star podcast and designer with Dave Blass, who has worked with Dave Blass, who has sent many L cars to Dave Blass, (laughs) has done a lovely Master Systems display of the Enterprise G. Uh, Master Systems display is like a cross-section of a ship Mm -hmm. that shows all the decks. It is beautiful el cars workshop google el cars workshop in fact i'm going to put a link in the chat right now because this is something you all need to see he's gone power mad i've gone power mad i've got a pc that can (laughs) handle a chrome tab it's uh (laughs) It is beautiful. It is a cross-section of the Enterprise G, and if you can find all the hidden Easter eggs in it from Star Trek Picard, I will give you a cookie. Hint, the DeLorean is in Shuttle Bay 2. Um, <laughs> also, as well, as a friend of uh, Trekking Up North, he did a personalised certificate <laughs> ordering me to be captain of the Starship Adequate. Right there. awesome. So as you can see, Captain Michael Adam Goodwill, as by order of Starfleet command of this date. So it says, uh, by these presents, I hereby constitute and appoint to you to be the captain of the USS Adequate Naval Construction Contract, (laughs) 65,418. Um, I love it. In the service service of Starfleet and the Council of the United Federation of Planets, this vessel is fitted out for exploration of the galaxy with a general mission to seek out new life and new civilizations, to regulate, commence, and Mm. to defend our liberty and repel any hostile invasions thereof. You are therefore carefully... (laughs) Carefully... Carefully and diligently to discharge the duty of captain by doing and performing all manner of things thereunto belonging, we strictly charge and require all officers and crew under your command to be obedient. That's you, Graham, to be obedient to your orders <laughs> as captain. Furthermore. You are to observe and follow such orders and directions as you shall receive from the future Council of the United Federation of Planets, the Commander-in-Chief of Starfleet Command or any other superior officer according to the rules and disciplines of Starfleet and the usage of space, as well as the instructions herewith given into to you in pursuance of the trust responded to you. This commission <laughs> is to remain in force until revoked by this or a future council of Star Trek, of Starfleet Command San Francisco, june thirtieth, twenty four oh two.
1: By That's the really order good, That's by, awesome. by That's the awesome.
0: order of Admiral Kristen Clancy.
1: Admiral Clancy. <laughs> Clancy, bloody. Goddamn
0: yeah. Clancy. Oh. The only good mural. Z-
1: i i admittedly i need that but it needs to be a list of all the disciplinary actions taken against me <laughs> like, <laughs> just this yeah. massive thing of going this is why you're here you know so yeah um thank you so that much for, so cool.
0: for mike from the clone star podcast and El cards workshop to do that please go check out his stuff guys he's got loads <laughs> yeah. of free wall like your legend he's 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 brilliant like legend. My, PC he... laptop has thorn all adorned by Elkar stuff that he has done, and it's all absolutely Definitely. screen accurate because Dave Glass has provided the files for it. Um,
1: but to go to go back to uh, what we we're talking about uh, with the year—that was our first tangent like, of
0: the year, by the way.
1: It was a, it was our first tangent. Beautiful. Of the, year, but, um, the like, what what was your favorite part of uh, Picard season three? Like, who's that? Addressed David. David.
2: We've already done yours. <laughs> I'll do another one. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have to be like I said. It would have to be listening to that music in the end credits for the first episode. I knew we had something special coming. You could argue and say, when, you know, when scenario. Um, maybe set the tone for the se- for the rest of the series because you know everyone had the oh we don't like Captain Shaw. He's a dink for a reason. Yeah. And then we get that fantastic dialogue of, and then it changes, you know, everyone's perception of his character. And maybe the bounty, maybe the bounty. Again, the whole series was fantastic.
0: Have you heard I mean, um, what it, they want to do with um, Todd Stashwick's character if they do get Legacy?
2: In ECA, is it an emergency? Command holiday. Uh,
0: I would love yeah, yeah, exactly. a surly captain Shaw as a command hologram that would be what do we do captain i don't know fix it your fucking soul
1: (laughs) (laughs) i love that they're just like nope. i think it'd be so good but i think it though it's like with all the shows we've had like last year it's a testament to like you know, serial, like, you know, things being released week after week works because I found that, like, people stop talking about stuff where they just binge it in a day. Like, you know, I kind of dislike it where, like, with, you know, Stranger Things and stuff, where you have it where by the time you get up in the morning, there's someone who's watched the entire series because they got, you know, they watched it at midnight, they've watched the whole thing, and then it's kind of done and there's no speculating. Whereas we were trying to work out who the villain in Picard season three was going to be. We were like loving every episode of Lower Decks and being like, Oh, how's it going to go? Who's the, who? what is this mysterious ship and stuff? And yeah, I kind of like it. Like it's frustrating to be like, Oh, I've got to wait a bloody week for more of this. But like, no, like do you, David, do you feel like it worked better
2: that way being like, you know, serialized? It did. Like this is probably the first, Maybe show we've ever had where we've had 40, 40 plus years of fans, you know, all bringing back the original crew of a show that we, you know, haven't seen since what? When did TNG go off the air? 96. 90,
0: 94, and then Nemesis was 2002, so it was over 20 years. What the hell.
2: Yeah, like we've never really had that. We never had that in any of the Star Wars stuff. Um, we, this is the first time we've this is the first show that's brought the entire crew back together for so long. Right.
0: It was also. It's what, Disney,
2: it's what Disney should have done to their original characters. It, it yeah. was
0: also though, it was, it was a testament that like they didn't have to change anything and that they could just see, see everyone wanted Picard to be just TNG continued. And to an extent it yeah. was, but it didn't feel the same. This was just like, this is just a 10 hour TNG movie. And it is absolutely brilliant. And I think I mean, the the thirst for more of the next generation era, and I think with everything going on in the world, I think having something like that that instills hope and it's like, hey, there is an actual future and stuff like that. And it's just people want that uh, style of show, that style of storytelling now more than ever. And I think Picard showed the world that like yeah we we still got it and this is this is what people want and hmm. it's annoying and not to be negative but it is annoying that paramount has just stayed completely and utterly radio silent on the whole thing where it's just like the fans want it the fans really want this strange new worlds got a series commission after 29,000 signatures and look how successful that has been what makes you think that you could not replicate that again? You have got the crew. You have got the, the crew behind the scenes. You've got Terry goddamn metallis who is an mm. expert in this, who has clearly proven he can do this. What are you waiting yeah, well, for? It will well, sign that, its that, own checks. The-
1: like i was saying earlier that's why i get depressed whenever i see it referred to as the final season because i'm just going like no oh, but you can you can retcon that but now it's on a box right. And <laughs> you know? i'm just like oh, couldn't you just say season three well know? no it's
0: the final season of picard not the final yeah. season of
1: the next generation uh, it just it, it just didn't feel like we had three seasons of picard we had like whatever season, season. one was where it was just going like I don't know, you know that thing where it kind of goes, "Oh, do we have to use Picard in this? We want to tell this story. Do we have to use Picard? You know, like, it felt a bit like that. Now I sort of watch it back and it feels like going, hang on, the whole thing should have been far more next gen, like you're saying from the beginning. But at least we got the astonishing season three.
0: But when they commissioned Picard, they were like, right, we just want, picard we don't want the entire crew it is not about the entire crew it is picard's journey this is how we are going to do it and we are going to set it up we are going to do this and then it clearly showed very quickly that it didn't work and then it was like so what do we do and then they just Terry you came in and it was like bring back the crew bring yeah. back the ensemble star trek has always been an ensemble cast not just one character yes it's picard but it's not just one character and
1: yeah it worked trick isn't one character like it never is that, that's the joy of it it's why we why in like strange new world season two which we'll get onto i guess is so if my that chair's like, the...
0: creaking i do
1: apologize i <laughs> but it, it, it's why you can just have episodes without pike and just be like oh it works it still works without pike in there you know you can have like ds9 without cisco or like voyager without janeway or where janeway is just like a tiny little character in a in a particular episode it is an ensemble whereas they kind of went no no it, it it's just picard like that's the important bit yeah. about next gen it's like no no it's not <laughs> no moving on though from
0: the the epicness that was star trek picard we then go into star trek strange new worlds season two and Oh, boy, there was a lot to live up for. Yeah, there was a lot to live up for 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 Strange New World Season 2. We had an immense Season 1. How were they going to top it? Admittedly, me and Science Officer Sinai's, the first episode, we did think was a bit... It was a bit weak.
1: But good, but still a bit weak. Well, I, I I'm trying to work out now if I was going like, hey, it's it's a bit weak, but then in comparison, like the build on the series just keeps getting bigger. So I in hindsight, I, I prefer that they started with a sort of slightly weaker episode so that it could just build into the 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 insanity that it is.
0: <laughs> we did get a really, really good quote though. I would like the ship to go now. <laughs>
1: I just love it after all the stuff, like all of the, uh, <laughs> like all of the famous lines and stuff that we get. And obviously we got seven, well, we didn't get to hear sevens at the end of Picard season three, no. but then I would
2: like the ship to go. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, but you and my friends worked on those first couple of episodes and they'd said Ethan Peck was so fantastic with everybody really he's
0: he's very much yeah. like you though he he is a hardcore star trek fan so he he's he's very much like oh yeah i love to you know this is what spock used to do and that he's like really heavily into star trek and it, it really does show in the way he behaves and his mannerisms as spock as a young spock um i think though with with strange year worlds a lot of us wanted to know what happened to una in that first episode and we got nothing um and then a lot of us thought, well, maybe Adastra per Aspera should have been episode one, and then this one should have been episode two. Yeah. Um, but upon review, I'm like, no. I saw it sort of built up the anticipation that Pike yeah. has gone to do this, this is the thing that the Enterprises crew is doing, and then obviously when um the Adastra per Aspera comes around, it's just like holy shit, like this that episode blew me away like after the Hive picard and then to yeah. see oh well we're gonna have a courtroom drama then it's like no this is a star trek courtroom drama which is the, always the good of
1: memes the amount of yeah. memes about sort of going like you know it's like you know like star trek fans and it's like massive explosions and big space battles and stuff and they're like going hmm and then it's like a courtroom episode yes yeah you know? but it was but It's yeah. true it's it was so they are the best well done of yeah it yeah. was
0: it was so act, well the done. The
2: writing, the acting, yep. Yeah. It was...
0: It, it just...
1: Yeah, like... The best... It was... So
0: start, it You've was... Got, yeah.
1: yeah. I I know we weren't keen on the first... Well, the, we, we loved the first episode, but we just didn't like it as much as season one. But it's the idea of to be rewarded in this way, like we do in season two. Like, it, it was just like how good like the lawyer's like acting was just she just, she was incredible yeah and and she i just love that like what we're getting a lot in lower decks and strange new worlds is characters that they can reuse we're getting mm-hmm. these amazing characters where you're just going i can't wait to see them again like you know uh, and she's definitely one of them where you're just going please just keep her in reserve and bring her back at some point you know i love that she exists in the law now another dick admiral yeah exactly <laughs> Yes, another
0: dick. Oh, you baton. mean the hood? The hood, yes, from Thunderbirds. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about that. I was so, I was so tempted. I, I remember now, I was so tempted to put in the hood. Because we used to have a. It When, when Trekking Up North was still doing Strange Your Worlds, it was the old layout. So it wasn't the yeah. adequate. And it was like a, a film reel. And I was just so tempted just to insert, ever so quietly, the hood going along the film reel, just to see if anyone had picked up on it. But yeah, he really... We'd have walked. to have a
1: drink whenever the hood appears. <laughs> oh no, I'd <laughs> be dead. Every really? time the wheel goes around. It was... It,
0: it showed what Star Trek was about, that it wasn't all about pew-pew, space-go-boom quiffs. It was mm. yeah. intelligent, thought-provoking drama that parallels modern society in a way that's not rammed down your throat. Mm. where it's just like yeah these issues are happening right now but it doesn't do it in a way it's just like look this now and it's just like yeah. it just did it in a way where it's just and and for me it's like shit man that is what star trek is all about that is what star trek has yeah. been all about since 1966 and since that um that episode aired there was a ton of memes where it was just like oh why is star trek got so political when did it get so political and everyone just went september 1966 you dumbass <laughs> it it's always started. been political yeah like it's always challenged yeah, race exactly. gender inequality it just did this yeah this is and again we are not here to take a dump on discovery because discovery has got its merits it is it's got its, got its flaws it's got its positives but the disparity between the writing in Discovery and how they deal with those issues and how the writing in Strange New Worlds de- dealt with it is night and day. And they should really take the cues from Strange New Worlds on how to deal with it because it was masterfully done. And the plot twist right at the end with the the rules where Una has just has to claim asylum. She wants to ask for asylum and then she's safe. And it was it was a brilliant... Get out clause, and I think mm. the acting all the way yeah. through. Rebecca Remain was brilliant. Ethan Peck was amazing. Anson Mount, for however many seconds he was in, was
1: amazing. Which is a testament to the episode because we got a full episode Perfect. with him in. You know, in the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, we got a Not full one. Not the first one. There, one. He, he, was he was out. He was out. What one. the debut season? Oh, okay. Right. Was, what the debut? Oh, the
0: debut season. season. Yeah, he yes. was obviously Strange he was out. New worlds. He was out for the first few episodes because he'd had a. His wife had had a baby. So you
2: a baby. look great with the beard, though.
0: Oh,
2: you look great with the beard in that first episode.
0: A, he he can stir my loins um, <laughs> unnaturally. Um, to, he to doesn't see, stir mine;
1: he fully blends mine.
0: To see him, <laughs> to to talk to him, meet him face to face, shake his hand. It it was. An unbelievable experience, not because it's just like, oh, you're Captain Pike. It's like, he's such a wonderfully nice and down to earth person. And it's like, that's, you know, you, you know, they say never meet your heroes, never meet this. And it's, he was just like, he was just a regular dude. He was just having fun. Yeah. And it's like, he's a Trekkie as well. And yeah. I remember he was, he was talking about, he did, um, when they were doing the open monologue for strange new worlds before it aired um and it was during the time of the pandemic so he was in his basement the sound recordist was in their basement and then there was something else There was a producer everyone was all over the country (laughs) and he he made them stay there for eight hours just to record the lines because he wanted to do it perfectly because he said this is star trek Mm. this is what i want to do and i want to do it right and again he's one of those where when he saw the captain's chair, he welled up and it, he got very emotional because it's like, this is the bridge of the Enterprise. I am the captain of the Enterprise.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it must Which be you arguably you haven't seen the, you haven't yeah. seen the other actors from previous shows have that kind of feeling, right? Because they weren't really Star Trek fans, really, right? Well, I think this they is, were this too is... close
1: to it. I think they were like, you know, it was too sort of still. You know, like a lot of them are like, oh, well, we saw the original series or, oh, I quite liked it kind of thing. But then we've had enough time to go, oh, we've seen all of it, you know, like it's. But I think a lot of
0: actors have done it retrospectively. So if you look at Connor and Dom, where they've rewatched those shows and they're like, I get it. And I wish I got it when I was there to fully appreciate it. And this is why a lot of us, David, are in awe of you, because you are a Trekkie and you have. You have been there and it's like, I I, I oh really God. can't comprehend how you must have felt being there.
2: So I, I got him. So I originally I was supposed to play in Orion in the Rigel 7 episode, if I'm not mistaken um wow so, so they had put out a, they put out a casting call originally saying we need somebody to play an orion blah 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 didn't say which episode so i don't know if it was the tos episode or the rigel 7 episode um but i think i had a scheduling issues with my previous job at the time so something happened in between um but then i had a i got the offer to do the wounded soldier but it didn't say for it didn't say what didn't say klingon Wounded Soldier, Starfleet, Wounded Soldier, nothing.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: the minute, yeah, so we're leading up to everything, you had to do COVID testing. You had to do COVID testing left, right, and center mm-hmm. before fittings, before the actual show. Because again, we're, Canada had obviously a lot stricter restrictions. This was 2022, did, right?
1: wasn't
2: it? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So one COVID test, gone. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to avoid people left, right, and center, right? So like, mm-hmm. this is Star Trek. This isn't just a regular job this Is my childhood dream, yeah? Like, give me one second, yeah? <laughs> there's me right there in 1996. Oh. Six, oh. oh, it's gonna be wearing a date. Oh, oh that's god. amazing!
0: I think the green screen's gonna it. wearing
2: out. a data. The green screen's speaking yeah, out, but we... it's like we can yeah, see, we it. see we yeah, we see, yeah, wow. <laughs> so, there's me, hot, you know, wearing a data outfit in 1996. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god, there we go. You know, that's it. incredible, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, walking into the wardrobe place for the first time and you, you I so when I was there, you you walk in, everyone's behind masks. You know, I think Bernadette Croft, I think she was doing my costume fitting at the time, but everyone was behind N ninety fives, so it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see the red uniforms, you see the gold uniforms, the blue medicals, the white medicals. I'm like, Holy hell, I've just made it. <laughs> this is real. I'm here. In even on the like uh whiteboard, she saw the pips for Ensign, Lieutenant, Commander, Admiral, whatever. I'm like, this is in Halloween. I'm really here. I teared yeah. up. <laughs> wow. You know, because I think of this because my grandma made me this costume. And unfortunately, she passed away during the pandemic about a year <laughs> before we started doing Strange New Worlds. So it made me emotional, right? Like, I wish she could have been there to see me wear the real thing because she made that for me. So that made it extra emotional as well, too. Um, it's surreal. It really was.
1: That's amazing. So my only I,
2: regret My regret I is I, I never got to see The Enterprise Bridge. I wanted to see The Enterprise <laughs> Bridge.
0: I bet that was really <laughs> under wraps. Like I think it was behind doors dropped. that I yeah. couldn't see. <laughs> yeah. That's that's it. That was that was my only criticism of um Picard season three. So Liz um and I'm gonna butcher the name and I do do forgive me. Liz Krakowski, who was the set designer for Picard Season Three, who Thank you who meticulously redesigned, well not redesigned, recreated the Enterprise D bridge with Doug, with Mike, with Denise, with Dave, with all the crew, and they did it like in such a way where it's like it was one to one perfect, but also fitted for a sixteen by nine ratio. So it was slightly bigger than what it should be. But <laughs> Once that had finished in 2022, early 2022, and this was in Santa Clara, it wasn't at Melrose it was at LA, it was at Santa Clara Studios. Paramount just took it down, and Paramount were going to dispose of it until Dave Blass, the hero that is Dave <laughs> Blass, kicked up so much of a fuss and got really, really angry with them. Mm. That he convinced him to put it in storage, and to this day, I'm thinking, you have got the bridge of possibly even being the original series, the most famous bridge set in all of Star Trek, and not one of you has mm. gone. Should we put it on display and pay people? Should we exhibit it? Should we sort? No, well, let's just leave yeah. it in a storage locker in Santa Clara.
2: It's. I'd pay to see it. Exactly. Yeah, but that's it. It, it, it's
1: almost like they're not very good at businessing. <laughs> it, it's sort <laughs> like of like even between everything we're
0: seeing. Even like, I mean, yes, you're never going to get the Enterprise D ever again. That That's fine. They could mm. have a dedicated lot somewhere where it's just like, here is the bridge of the Enterprise. But even like during, in between productions of Strange New Worlds, they could have like a month after it's wrapped and say, hey guys, in Toronto, uh, where we film Strange New Worlds, here is the bridge of the enterprise. If you want to pay, it's open for a month. Here you go. Imagine the money they would make.
1: It would be, be great oh because, like, I, as we saw from you going over there, you were just like going, have my money, show me the things, show me, give I me the merchandise. Saved up
0: so much money to go there, and there was nothing there. And I'm like, how much Top Gun memory stuff did you get? None. <laughs> <Oof. laughs> I bought I literally walked out of Paramount Studios. <laughs> and I remember the tour guide. He was like, "What did you buy?" And I was just like, "I bought a pen." Uh, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was it. And like, I had saved up. And I mean, no joke, I had saved up thousands to go over yeah, there because yeah. I was yeah. like, "By the time I get to Los Angeles, I will spend all my money in Paramount studio and not one bit of Star Trek." Not.
2: Isn't it weird? This, this is the biggest. This is one of the biggest, this, arguably the biggest franchise besides Star Wars in the world. And they're not doing anything with it.
0: I mean, take heed from one of others with odd. Harry Potter. They have an entire, what used to be a working studio dedicated to Harry Potter. They've had to extend and expand their working studio because they can never regain. <laughs> um what they've used for Harry Potter.
1: they just lost that they're like oh well yeah we can't so use
0: they use that again yeah. but even to this day it is still immensely popular now imagine and i know paramount's in talks with merges to Warner brothers but imagine one Brothers go hey you've got this like really good ip why don't you just like recreate the sets and have like a major studio tour
1: yeah, imagine um, that. Yeah. I would. I'd go to that. You know, I'd love to do that. And all all of the merch, like you would, like like you do what you what you did, where you just go in with loads of cash and be like, "Where is the merch? Let, oh, it's a pen with Star Trek on. I'll buy it. Oh, it's a bookmark. Okay, I'll grab it." Also, and also they're just not.
0: <laughs> here, here is me in 1996 at Kronos, clinging <laughs> Kron- <in> on <laughs> Chancellor's chair.
1: That, that, is awesome. that is
0: what passed for a haircut in 1995 my word holy crap
1: I'm just glad that they That's had awesome. bowls back then <laughs> 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 you bellend but uh, yeah <laughs> Honk. Um,
0: Honk. <laughs> I mean we we had really good episodes I mean Under the Cloak of War was the siege of AR 558 for this generation mm. with less action but it was arguably again one of the best episodes of Strange New Worlds we got a really deep backstory between Chaplin and Benga
1: yeah Uh, we gotta like i remember when we were talking when we were initially talking about strange new world and i was on the fence about Umbenga how i was saying that i loved all the characters but i wasn't sure about Umbenga like you know i was just going like oh i'm not really that sure i don't know if i can sort of like you know get used to the voice because he's got this kind of like not raspy but you know this sort of like like he, you know in, in the first series where he sounds like he needs to cough and i'm just going to just let it out just like he's, it out. he's very he's very quiet like he's trying to withhold something and he's just yeah he's
0: very very and talking like this yeah yeah
1: jumping from that what i was saying then to just going oh my god and is amazing like there is no one on the strange new world cast that isn't absolutely essential to it and that they keep bringing characters in like you know where we're like who is this person we want to know more about this person and it's, you know, the polar opposite of things like Discovery, where I'm, like, going, oh, that person's there. You know, like, and actually, I need to ask you, David, when you were on the set, did you get to sniff Benga? <laughs> That's what I would have so done. I would have just got fired. I, so I was there Mbenga.
2: with Benga. Oh, okay. So I was there with Benga. I think they were shooting the part where you see all the dead... Um... Uh, wounded soldiers all the soldiers you know all the special forces when you see all everybody's corpses and everything i was supposed to i think be put in one of those like capsules to show like i was killed off but they they decided to not do that i think because the prosthetics you didn't exactly the only red shirt to survive guys yeah yeah bring me back please (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. well we don't see you die so you know yeah exactly exactly i survived not many people can say they survived the klingons (laughs) <laughs> um so i was you know, there with imbenga i was there with imbenga clint howard and jess bush jess oh, wow. bush was fantastic with everybody like mm-hmm. there was a lot of kids because again you know you saw everybody getting beamed up all the war veterans and everybody right jess bush was fantastic with everyone she was great with the kids and we were there for long days too like it was hot that ar mm-hmm. wall puts off a lot of heat mm-hmm. and you still had to wear n95s when you're in war shooting and stuff like that too right um but the etiquette of being a background actor, um, you can't talk to the actors unless they talk to you first. Yeah. So uh, there's, you know, there's Babs right there, right to me, and um, I'm s- trying not to nerd out because um, <laughs> that episode where he put his daughter in the transporter just oh. aired from season one. Yeah. yeah. So so I wanted to say, you know, oh my god, that was a great episode. Your acting acting was fantastic. I wanted to say that, but then I'm like. No, you're gonna get kicked off and said, "No, don't <laughs> get blacklisted now." Ah, <laughs> oh, it, 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 but they were great. That... They all were. They all were great. Like uh, the episode's gonna go down in time. It proved a war episode that it didn't need to be like AR five five eight with all the fighting. Mm-hmm. All the dialogue spoke for itself. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, it, like it the is. only fighting we really see in it is basically Umbenga going nuts,
2: <laughs> which is you know, which is brilliant. I think you know. But then we yeah. got Jess Bush was Jess Bush was great too. Her her stuff as well too was fantastic.
1: Well, th- that's what's great about it. It's basically it's an Umbenger episode, but it's also a Chapel episode. It's there, and it's also an Ortega episode. It's also it's this idea of like it builds on all of the characters in this wonderful way. And like, oh, I just I I can't believe yeah. how much I love Strange New Worlds and how just the pinnacle the guy, the of writing it is.
2: And the guy that played the Klingon was great
1: yeah like really good you know just this idea of yeah and it's it's just wonderful but I was going to ask you though as a background actor how much insight did you get on the episode like did you get did you get the script or were you just like no what are we doing what is going on here oh we're trying they just told you a (laughs) backstory
2: exactly like your background you don't see the scripts i think a lot of they do that just so you know Mm -hmm. background actors aren't breaking non-disclosure stuff like that (laughs) um but yeah it wasn't too much like um We weren't used for a lot of quite a few hours so it was a lot of sitting around doing nothing but you could i think the ad's knew very quickly that i was a long you know a big star trek fan because i (laughs) asked them you know can i just sit here and watch they're like yeah "Yeah, we can tell this isn't a job for you (laughs) stay out of the way but enjoy but uh, you know i know you guys have been wanting to ask me a quite a question for a while right um the patch on the USS yeah, the pad, the, the Enterprise patch on the shoulders. This
0: this was this this really peeved me off because I'm like, this is this is, <laughs> well, is I didn't notice it. so, yeah. you know, so This, like, is, what what is, what during, this is during the Klingon War, where as we found out in Discovery Season Two, the Enterprise was sent away with other uh, major flagship vessels like possibly other constitution classes, where it's just like We want to send these away in case anything happens here. These are the best and the brightest. We don't want them anywhere near in case anything happens. So as far as we found out, the Enterprise was nowhere near the war as it was happening. And yet your patch and everyone else's patch on the planet had USS Enterprise NCC-1701. Now, for me, working in TV, working in film, I know... It's just like it's a patch. No one's ever going to see it. We don't care. <laughs> just put it on because it's got the Delta symbol. But then the Trekkies are going. It's got the Enterprise patch on it.
3: Why the the is Enterprise? it? Enterprise? <laughs> yeah.
0: And 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 like Sean, like, Sean, as we know, Sean is a uniform hound. And he like he really dissected strategy Words where it's just like, that's the wrong uniform. That's that that shouldn't be there. That should be the cage uniform. And it's like, as as great as Strange New Worlds is in an era of 4K television, and where everything is shot in 816K, those details do seep through, and it's like mm. it's like it's annoying. Oh. It's not annoying where it's like it takes me out of
1: it, but it's just like,
0: yeah, why like why was that? And
1: yeah, you know, is there an explanation, David, that you were privy?
0: Was it just costumes and budget or anything?
2: That's what I'm guessing. I to be honest, I know you guys have wanted to ask me that for a long time now. Um, honest opinion, when I saw that patch and it said USS Enterprise, I'm like, oh my god, it's USS Enterprise. I get mm. to wear a uniform that it has the USS <laughs> Enterprise, yeah. not the USS Cayuga, yeah. not the USS Defiance Enterprise. I nerded out and I did not give to <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: I like that. That was though. a real thing, and it said USS Enterprise. I said, yes. yes.
0: We we won't ask if anything got taken away from this set. What I will ask though is no, um, they were, no, they were no. Like, we vult- would no, <laughs> we would like
2: vultures, No, we oh would, yeah. So we part would of never take from a set. You, oh yeah, <laughs> you have to give. So you're to get paid. You have to get like these vouchers out. Yeah, this is kind of like how they track everything for you guys, mm-hmm. especially with extras. You you give your everything back, um, your costumes, and then yada 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 but mm. i accidentally did walk off with a phaser off my on my hip <gasps> and i didn't realize that but then they caught it very quickly um, okay. which i would never got i would never would have got past wardrobe anyways there's like five um, yeah. grand a pump like guys <laughs> <laughs> the boots the boots i heard are like nine thousand dollars what or seven what? grand whatever they are um i heard a crazy fee for the boots uh because they all had the starfleet logos on the ankles right um, Not even the company heard, that makes so it for you... retail
0: charge that much.
2: <laughs> That's insane. So, there's something something like that and you never would have walked past wardrobe because they would have got it in two seconds.
1: <laughs> Do you reckon it would be like shopping trolleys? You know how they're magnetised that when you try and go <laughs> out of the thing the wheels lock up. Is it like that? <laughs> you just physically can't move off the set with the boots on. That's oh insane.
2: yeah, like um. Yeah, it was crazy expensive because like, I think a friend showed me like they were selling these online, and I heard it recently on another thing. Like, um, the, yeah, the boots were so crazy expensive. I'm like, not surprised. They were. I'll give one thing though; those boots were absolutely comfortable.
0: <laughs> well, they have to be because of the amount of time you you spend in them. Um, I think they, I yeah. think they did okay. learn, um, from Discovery because obviously the 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 one pieces in Discovery they were just like these are not really that comfortable and they're quite form fitting. Um, oh i had
2: that issue as well too those those armor vests for the soldiers they like you so just like this as well too it's a button up here sorry other side so on the back of the strange new world costumes it's a button up on the back so good luck trying to use the washer good luck trying to use the washer you got i almost (laughs) i swear almost i almost pulled my shoulder out just trying to unzip it (laughs) the
0: one thing they really need to learn is like and, and again this goes back to merchandise because even as uh early as enterprise like latest enterprise with budget reasons they were just using like off-the-shelf toys like when they did uh uh in the mirror darkly i believe mm. was or was it mirror mirror i can't remember the the enterprise one it was a or two the original part- series no the enterprise star trek enterprise i think it was in the yeah. Mirror darkly part oh one too. mirror mirror darkly i believe yeah they use these, which is the Art Asylum Diamond Select TNG communicators. Perfect. Um, I love how that might be cheaper
1: than making their own. It literally
0: was. I mean, (laughs) but it was the era of um, the the VFX budget where they were just like, should we fabricate a new ship? No, Revel, AMT, Playmates all make these ships. Let's just use (laughs) them. And they would just buy off the shelf for $30, make them, and it was actually cheaper and they would save a fortune. Now, if only Star Trek had merchandise that they could reduce <laughs> costs and also
1: but um I mean imagine if they released those boots if they if they, they did like, hey. they did no,
0: no. the strange new world Is... boots are actually available. Wow. Let me just check the price. I'm powering <laughs> up Google the Adequate has had a system upgrade. I think they're,
2: I think they're going for like seven hundred dollars, nine hundred dollars.
0: Holy crazy. shit four hundred and twenty nine us
2: ooh. so that's oof, that's, so that's like almost double for us
0: that's like 370 english pounds they are
2: ooh, english oof. pounds Fle- that's Flew like Vogue. 700 canadian
0: they are they are flu star trek strange new world boots oh my god they do look kinky um smooth leather and elastic <laughs> uh, gunmetal finished delta insignia with an inside zip leather ankle harness ortholite hybrid molded in so are you enjoying this everybody The the, ASMR. i'm I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're talking
1: about boots here (laughs) because you know if someone had just tuned in and missed that preamble they are also available available.
0: they are also available in medical white as well that's (laughs) actually that's amazing 389 they were were comfortable and to cart probably
2: the most Uh, comfortable boots i've worn
1: well there you go (laughs) um so, so the, no it, it sounds amazing like getting to hear that background like because that's the thing i mean a lot of people who haven't been back like backstage or sort of on a set don't realize the reality of it like you say which is just a lot of waiting like it's yeah, literally just like yeah. oh just sit down and entertain yourself for like four hours until the next thing is set up
2: and it's like oh, okay this is like, i mean how long were you there for like so i was there about i think it was three days altogether um something happened on the first day so it dragged on longer than it should have been mm. so but That's again the boots. it was a... <laughs> they got away with the boots and and was... they had to send the guys out for them They're like, ah. and it was the end of august as well too so it was getting hot and hot oh, and those God. outfits were not yeah it was but again oh. I, I i said to myself suck it up man like this is star trek you may never get here again you've enjoy it right because like yeah. what they said in generations it may never come again
0: yeah yeah 100 um what i wanted to ask though because i know you had to wait such a long damn time how did it feel seeing yourself on tv in an episode of star trek for the first time
2: If anybody doesn't know this as an extra, you are meant to blend in with the background. You're not the main actor. You might not even see yourself. You might see yourself like that's it. Yeah. So I didn't know I was like, when I was, did this thing for a wounded soldier. Recently, it seems like I'm getting pushed to the front of the camera a lot. Like I was on certain other projects as well, too. Maybe it's a sign of things to come. Um, this boy is handsome. Like I, th- I think they were the editors were just
1: like okay he's kind of hot. Okay, let's just let's get just shot. You know? like I'd
2: like to wear this for season whatever if whatever season you guys are going to start using these uniforms. I'd like to wear this on set as well too please. <laughs>
1: When we do Wrath like of Khan, one day. when we do well, if you of get Khan, that, yeah. would you nick that? Would you at least nick
2: that one? if that gave you...
0: Holy shit, I'm gonna have to get a Monster Maroon Anna, for the movie reviews. Oh no,
2: <laughs> I'd work for free for this if I could take the real one home. Yeah, just give me the it. uniform,
1: <laughs> I don't need the paycheck. Just just give, <laughs> just let me get off the set with this. Oh god,
2: they could exactly pay me in ships. like. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's special. Like you never know. You might. You might be just a wisp. You might. Like there were a lot of other people there with you know as well with me as well too. Uh, that was the one production that I've been in all this time now. I did not want to get cut, so yeah. I always look back and just say my like my grandma couldn't see be couldn't see me there to wear the real thing, but she was up there to make sure I wasn't getting edited out. yeah i like it that is that is going on my tomb that that is going on my tombstone when i am gone that (laughs) photo from Stranger worlds that is going on my tombstone when i'm gone
1: (laughs) i i I loved it though because i was just re-watching the episode like before we started and i was like and it was the leonardo dicaprio meme of me just sitting there being like
2: (laughs) just pointing at the i've actually i've wanted to save this for you guys as well too that's prosthetics you see in the photo Hmm. that was i was hoping that was gonna be my big entry into star trek right Hmm. it was not it was the it was the only scene where they're in bengas in the sonic shower having this ptsd flashbacks Hmm. and then there's just me on the transporter and that's all it was for i'm like really oh really come on guys all that work (laughs) yeah it it happens give me my big grand entry
0: it it really happens because i mean me and david have exchanged war stories because when i was when i used to do this it was like 14 hour days i don't think people who people who've never done it can't comprehend why it's like it's it's long but it's long because you're either just waiting for a large majority of the time or you are working constantly (laughs) with no breaks coming from because you're the actor i was when i did it i was a cameraman uh, gaffer runner anything um and it's like you don't stop and you do need you do need a comfortable pair of shoes and 14 hours will fly by but for actors it does drag a hell of a lot because you might be needed for a scene at half past nine in the morning and then you might not be needed until six o'clock at night again but you can't leave you have to wait there and it's i i i would do it for star trek i I don't think i could do it for anything else (laughs) if that makes sense
1: it's that idea though the amount of books you must read like the amount of books you must get through, just sort of do you know? Like,
2: mm. I have mad ADD, so I cannot sit around and pl- walk, read a book. <laughs> but I think I had my Xbox. I think I had my Xbox controller with me, so I was cloud streaming Xbox Game Pass to kill some time. Yeah. Um, because there were some people there, like some of the other, um, the guy that was the Vulcan in yeah, that episode, I mean. were neither. You know, um, I think he was getting his ears on before me. So I think he was there like five o'clock in the morning. So a funny story: I nerded out because he was in the chair right next to me, and there is him getting his Vulcan ears put on and his makeup. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Holy fuck! Like, this is, <laughs> this, isn't this yeah. is not. This is not Comic Con. This is not <laughs> Halloween. This is a guy really playing a Vulcan, I and mean, this is real. I'm like, I am like, I'm just nerding out, man. Like, this is a dr- <laughs> This is a dream come true. It's
0: such a dream, and I, I am so happy that. You, you got to live it, and I I sincerely deeply hope you are back in Star Trek in the near future because Star Trek is in Toronto. Yeah, Star Trek is in Toronto. Yeah, wear this, please. If if anyone, if anyone is working on Star Trek and you are watching this for some bizarre hallucinated, yes, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Why are you not at work? Um, please, please. Let this man continue living his dream. Let me continue my dream. Let Snoys have this dream. <laughs> How can
2: you imagine?
0: We have passports. They're not that crazy, man. <laughs> we we have passports. Like
2: the way I, the way I look at it as well, too. The King of Jordan was in an uncredited role, just like me in Star Trek Voyager. Mm-hmm. If it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me.
0: A hundred percent. Moving on with Strange New Worlds, or because we did get yeah. Subspace Rhapsody which this was star trek taking the biggest risk it has ever done and no one knew how it would play out but they smashed
1: it yeah it worked so well like and that was the worry and i remember what i what i said at the time which was the idea of like it wasn't ludicrous like you know we have the buffy episode or you know which is musical and loads of crazy stuff happens there's loads of sort of theatrical sort of musical stuff like in this one everything is like believable like you know it's like in the big number at the end you get like a choreographed like dance sequence in the corridors but that's about as extreme as it gets and then uh during like uh una's song she turns off the gravity and they float around like They've even been Star Trek and scientific about the dramatic musical bits, and I I just love that attention to detail. It was the most Trek episode doing the most unTrek thing, and that's just—it was a hell of a gamble. Yeah, it really was
0: a hell of a gamble. Uh, we'd we'd had it with Buffy, and everyone was like, Star Trek, really, but. <laughs> Even I, you know, right up to the point where I was just like, I don't think they're going to be able to pull this off. And wow, I was I was proven wrong, even with Anson Mount who went full Tennessean with uh, his his <laughs> yeah. country draw. And I'm just like, could I could I not love you anymore? Um, <laughs> he drives a truck, guys. Uh, and, <laughs> 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 um, but it 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 just it proved everyone wrong, and it proved that even at 57 years old, Star Trek can still break new ground and take mm. a risk when it needed to and it worked. And then to go, and this is why I love season two of Strange Things Worlds, because it was tonally shifting on a dime every episode because you went from Subspace Rhapsody yeah. to the season finale that left on a cliffhanger, which I, to this day, is the only thing in years I have gone, for God's sakes, really, <laughs> really unhappy that they left it on a cliffhanger because i was like because the strike was happening yeah so when my brain was like oh i can't wait for next year oh
1: yeah that's it no not knowing when we're going to get the next part of strange new world yeah And it's like but at least though we know that like it's going to be done well like you know we know that it's in safe hands we know that at least they're getting paid properly now Uh, no it's it, I, the the tonal shift throughout the whole series was absolutely phenomenal and like and the fact that like this is the hilarious fact you know when at the end of the year you, well the, is it the end of the year you get your Spotify wrapped where it just goes here's what you've been listening to on Spotify mm. my top five artists is just four people from the Star Trek soundtrack. <laughs> from the subspace rhapsody soundtrack because for some reason it lists them all separately because it kind of goes like oh all three of the actual songwriters and then the person singing it and i'm just like oh so my top five is literally just four <laughs> four things because i listen to the soundtrack that much that it like i actually listen to songs from the star trek music uh, musical episode more than other artists and that's crazy (laughs) my spotify
0: was pretty much the same it was like here is your rapt you listen to two hours worth of music and i'm like yeah i need to use spotify a little bit more but um, (laughs) it was uh it was picard season three soundtrack it was subspace rhapsody and it was the theme tune for strange new worlds and it's just like (laughs) but it did like you said so nice it listed everything separately so it was like, uh yeah. oh, 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 composer, composer, oh, oh, and it's like it's the same song. Why are you, why are you duplicating? Yeah, then
1: why have you done that? But yeah, but it, I, I just quite like it. that I'm like, oh, so Subspace Rhapsody ruined my, was Spotify Wrapped, damn it. But uh, yeah, I listened to the, I listened to that like so much that soundtrack, and that was it because that was what was scary. It wasn't just whether Star Trek could pull off a musical episode. It's whether the music would be good. And yet we've got songs where we've got people, you know, like they're perfectly suited for like sort of drag performances and stuff, like, you know, all kinds of things. Like people are probably going to be singing these on karaoke is the crazy thing. Like, you know, you could just pick up like one of them, like sort of, um, I've totally forgotten, uh, you know, like I'm the X loads of people would probably be singing that on karaoke. Or I whatever. was about
0: to say at Star Trek, Las Vegas, shall we just start singing? I'm the X. The <laughs> it. you know what's
1: crazy. Fun. you need to do a <laughs> uh, Luxana
0: Luxana Troy or Luxana Snatch that, that, that's what Graham's going to be I can
1: be hum the so way here <gasps> so Maybe, you are what's... on you shorter than me though I you <laughs> get <laughs> platforms it's fine can...
2: <laughs> you wouldn't so need wait. platforms you need a stepladder <laughs> sorry David go on remember you remember where you asked me earlier before we did this to because uh, I said there was something that was going to make everyone either mad or, um, yeah. Remember that one? He's told me to save it for the show. Yeah. uh, Oh yeah. I never finished subspace Rhapsody. (gasps) Did you not like it? I, I don't know. Like Mm. I like, I'm not a musical person to begin with. Mm. So like, I will go back to Voyager's episode with the EMH when he's doing his, when he's, that was fine. But I'm I'm not a big fan of the music that's out there to begin with today. Yeah,
0: <laughs> there's music today, uh, but
2: I'll give <laughs> I'll give one thing though. It was creative the way they did it. Yeah, the, the even fact that they wanted to pull it off. Oh,
1: you've gone quiet, dear
2: boy.
0: Gone.
2: Paramount's like he's dissing
1: some space rhapsody. Good lord, your sound has gone, dear boy. Yeah, what's
0: happened? How am I to have censored him?
1: It's a YouTube thing,
2: like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it wouldn't
0: be trekking up north without a slight bit of technical
1: issues. Is it working? But it was. Cr- yeah. yeah, was yeah creative.
2: creative. Yeah. No.
1: I, it I, was I, creative. I know, but that's the joy of trek. It's the fact of you know you can dislike stuff. You can like my uh, Jen Wilkie, who we have on the podcast like occasionally. Like they didn't want to watch it they were very much in the kind of oh it's gonna be cringe and it's gonna be horrible and then basically a husband like sat down and went no no we're watching this and then she was like this is amazing i really like that and i hate musicals and you know and we were like wow that's kind of impressive that it's actually made someone who hates musicals like like it but then again it's the you know it's the fact of you just being like oh this isn't my thing at all but i like that it's trek and i like that it happened and that, that's like how I feel about Discovery, where I'm kind of going, I don't i don't want to... I'm not saying it's like rubbish. I'm not saying it's stuff. It's not for me, but I'm glad that the people who like it have it and can enjoy it, you know? All
0: Trek is good Trek, that's except cool. when Sinai's reviews it. And I get the voice <laughs> notes. <Yes. laughs> oh, the, the
2: only nitpicks I heard for Subspace Rhapsody for a lot of people said that maybe Christina Chong and Celia should have done more of the singing than the other cast members who can't sing
0: well christina chong well. is an actual singer as well and she her yeah, she exactly her song was absolutely amazing i mean like i said we had tomorrow tomorrow and tomorrow which was a fantastic episode where we did see like, on break for the first time and we saw that this this tough hard-nosed you know augment descendant <laughs> yeah. um had feelings um I also wanted to get your guys' opinions on possibly the greatest episode in 20 years, those old scientists.
1: <laughs> well, mm. when we're talking, when we're talking about insane shit Star Trek Strange New Worlds attempted and then pulled off spectacularly. Yeah, yeah this, this filled they, the this bingo cards. Yeah. Yeah. It was <laughs> uh, cuz a
0: lot of us when they announced it in 2022 where they were like we're going to do a crossover with uh, lower decks, and everyone was just like, but that's animated, and you're <laughs> not. Um, but the Wait, way, they, way they did it, where they were just like, yeah, it's animated, and this isn't. Okay, moving on. And then it was just, it's a portal. And then to just have Jack Quaid thrown <laughs> into a portal, where he's just, oh, you look so real, and then pass out. And that's how they acknowledged it. Very much like they did with the, the whole... Robert Duncan McNeil situation in Lord X, where they were just like, yeah. how are you going to handle this? This is a 35-year-old debit." Oh, never mind, you've done it. Um, just going to do it head yeah, first, basically. Tackle it, head like first. it But uh, for me, where it's just like... They were just... It was essentially... A Lower Decks episode with a hint of strange new worlds where you just had Captain Pike just, like, get these idiots off my ship. These people mm. nerding out. Like I said at the time, Boimler and Mariner were just the Trekkies of the show, <laughs> nerding out over every tiny little facet where they're like, oh, the Fleet Museum, when we nerded out, we've got to see, oh, there's a little bit of the NXO1 in this, and we can do that, and it's like, a ah. ha and like mariner nerding out to uhura
1: and uh <laughs> boimler. you guys are great but where's uhura yeah, yeah. One oh, like hi, you, you
0: where's uhura and then yeah. boimler going like oh Worf's honor
1: <laughs>
0: when he does that like, in oh, the hallway. you don't know who that is you don't know yeah. who that is yet oh shoot um and it was just it was just so it was so brilliantly done that now there is even talks of possible future crossovers between lower decks and other they, they series.
2: Do it. And I don't want to see I don't want to see that. Let this be a one off and let it be the perfect. Yeah. That's why I that's almost I, where I don't want like the, when they started to do the mirror universe is maybe too much in the other shows. Yeah. yeah. Keep like this will go down as one of the greatest episodes of Star Trek, period. Leave it as it is, let it be a one off hmm. and it, let it be how it was. It was arguably this maybe the second greatest episode of Strange in Worlds. I had yeah. a theory. Or tied up there. I, I don't
1: know. I, I I think I disagree, David. It's the the fact of like I yep. kind of think, you know, it would be nice to do it again. You know, like how we kind of you get like, oh, it's this character came back sort of randomly. Cause I think they could pull it off again, but it would need a good reason. So it would be horrible if it was just, oh, we're doing it just for fan service. It's the fact of going it would be I I. I, I would be okay with it. But um, what I was going to ask yeah. you is, were you following Lower Decks? Like, well, two things. Were you following Lower Decks before this happened? Because obviously I sort of binged it all to get ready for this because I hadn't watched like Lower Decks at the time. And the other thing is, like, were you, were you watching it? Obviously you were following the show as it came on. Uh as it aired, waiting for your sort of episode to come out, were you just like, what the fuck is happening with this series? <laughs> you know, Like, you're like, hang on, I'm in a really sort of like, you know, sort of like serious war episode playing a wounded soldier. And we've got
2: this before it, you know. And that was Jonathan Frakes' episode. Like I know before that aired there, Riker. Were, there were rumors of him directing directing uh, an episode. I was hoping that was gonna be the episode I was in, but unfortunately, of course, you want to meet Riker, yeah. right? Of course. Riker. Uh here's what's here's another thing that's gonna get me canceled. <laughs> I have not watched Lower Decks or Prodigy. Get out! I can watch ah, okay, <laughs> I can watch I have watched every episode of Star Wars Clone Wars, Bad mm-hmm. Batch rebels i struggle with the star wars star trek shows animated shows i don't right. know why yeah but uh, yeah but it was we, fantastic
0: i think with with lower decks with season one it, it's one of those where and I, and I say this for um the expanse as well which is one of my favorite sci-fi shows of all times it's one of those where you must push through the first few episodes, mm. and then you get into it
1: because. When, when it, hasn't there been a Trek like that? I mean, it's, the it's, first two episodes of any Trek show tend to be.
0: It's at the, at this present <laughs> moment. You're the
1: Delta Quadrant on a
0: farm. If if <laughs> we take if we take this point in 2023, right? We have had Picard by Terry Metalis, who's a hardcore Star Trek fan we have had Strange New Worlds, again, the showrunners, hardcore Star Trek fans. We have then had Lodex, Mike McCannon, who is a hardcore Star Trek fan. And like I said to you, David, Lodex is a love letter to the next generation era, where it's like, here is all the references to the next generation era, but we are not going to make a song and dance about it. And when we do, we are going to do it in a way that is hilarious, where it's like, there, there was a scene in season three where the Saritos goes to Deep Space Nine, but yeah. they are trying to kill time. So Ransom's just like, oh, let's just slowly put, uh, slowly um, pan around the space station just one more time. So they, they warp in, they pan around Deep Space <laughs> Nine, the theme tune plays, and then the Helms is like, should, should we dock? No, 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 let's just pan one more time, just kill time. And then it <laughs> plays again, and it does it again, and it's like... It's sort of understanding the fans want to see this, but we're going to do it in a way that justifies it. And it's, it's the same with Voyager when, when Voyager comes. I, I know I'm spoiling it, but hell, it's in the thing below right there. But it's like, oh, yeah, this is the thing. And when we see, because we'll go into lower deck shortly, but when we see references, it's just like, yeah, they exist. But it's the, the era that we're set in. So moving on to the next thing. And then we're going to do this. Oh, yeah. well, here's Rom. Okay, moving on to the next thing. Here's Deep Space Nine. Yeah, well, you yeah, know, that's the space station the, that we got. The go
1: references to. aren't the episode. The whole thing isn't, look, it's an episode about Rom. Like, I think they massively misused like uh, ROM, and, Rom and Lisa. Yeah in that and that makes it brilliant that they literally went hey we got jonathan frakes and we didn't really use him that much and hey we got sort of ron back, and we didn't really use him because we don't need to because we've got a good episode i written. compare it rather though. than rather than the simpsons where they just go oh we've got a special guest star so we don't need a plot for this one you know <laughs> i i compare yeah. it though
0: to the next generation episode where uh sid's in it so the um alexander siddique siddique um, yeah, where Bashir is in a next-gen episode, no one talks about it. No one references it. No one goes, "Oh, it's a crossover." <laughs> Because he's just there. Because he's there yeah. to do a job. Because this universe is intertwining and everyone is going to be you know, everyone's busy and everyone's doing stuff. We just get on with it. That's very much the theme of Lower Decks, where it's just like, yeah, we're five years after Nemesis. So of course Riker is gonna be on the Titans, you know, playing smooth jazz as he's with Anzadi. <laughs> of course Deep Space Nine's still gonna be there. Where would it possibly go? Yes, Voyager mm. came back. That's a museum ship. Of course it is. And it sort of doesn't go look. It, this look at it is just like They're yeah. there. And yeah. with I, 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 with, with with strange new worlds, it was like it was it was the ability. It, I think it was then the ability of of Lower decks to nerd out in its own fandom without shoving it in its face. Where it's like, hey, these are travel back in time. This is exactly how you fans would act if you saw the Enterprise. If you saw like when he goes on about the uh the l cars the computers where it's just like it's a pre-l cars and i'm just like yeah (laughs) i would be the same thing if i was there i would be like show me rcs thruster control oh my god it's it's this person (laughs) that's how i would behave and it was like as i said love is a love letter to the next generation this episode was a love letter to fans where it's just like, we see you. This is how you would react. But they were, they tied everything in to Star Trek Enterprise. And Star Trek Enterprise yeah. was referenced all the way through Strange New Worlds. Just no one saw it. Because the Ready Room had the NX-01. It had the Phoenix. Always, mm. right there. And then to mention it in this episode where it's just like, you know, Uhura's hero was Hoshi Sato um yeah that
1: that was a big revelation for me i loved that
0: and when they went to who was it high school was it um travis mayweather high school
1: and stuff like that
0: and i'm just like why why have you not mentioned trip please trips tips (laughs) i would love
2: i think i think stranger Worlds. if they ever did this i would love to see Jolene blaylock come back and play an older (laughs) to paul So, Just like they did in that ep- crossover episode, the f- like future episode of when they were fighting the... uh, Yeah, I loved... Bring her, give her a yeah. few minutes to shine.
1: Tangent. She'd be older to Paul. Yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> I like the idea, though, that it was like, you know, isn't she fairly... Is she fairly young in she's Enterprise? She's 60 years old in Enterprise. Yeah. So, so she, like, she would definitely know, so be she...
0: there, yeah. Tangent yeah. trekking up North fact. For all you viewers out there there was going to be in season one of strange new worlds an enterprise character making an
1: appearance really oh does anyone know I who I wonder
2: is? uh is it is it wouldn't it be to Paul no nope. maybe to Paul no. Nope. Do you want me to tell you?
1: <laughs> I I I was I'm gonna say the dog, and I'm like, oh the dog dies. Oh mm. Dr. Fox. It'd Flox, be amazing though. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Fox. The Denobulan
0: yeah. was going to be in Strange New Worlds season one. However, um John Billingsley turned down the role because he felt the role mm. was not uh suit his character and he didn't want to be in Star mm. Trek at the time. Mm. However, there are now murmurings that yeah potentially he may come back in season three and i think i think it'd me, be good to just
1: get him for a bit like just have him as a cameo i think like, it's like, like we're saying with lower decks where we're just yeah. going oh we've got rom for an episode i think it'd be great just to be like hey we've gone to a place oh and flox is the guy and and that would be amazing it's I'd love suitable that. it's it's suitable for uh, a few reasons in
0: beta canon captain archer jonathan archer mm. scott bacula he passed away the day after i believe the enterprise was launched the 1701 enterprise was launched mm. dr flox obviously DeNobilin, can last hundreds of years and to can last <laughs> that's what
1: happens when you have that many wives and husbands well <laughs> <laughs> that's it. it keeps you young um, why mormons are immortal practically <laughs>
0: immortal. immortal immortal but i think th- there's 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 two callings at the moment in in star trek ds9 hmm. and enterprise both series gained new viewers and appreciation since 2010 when netflix brought them on board
3: Mm. When yep.
0: they were showed yep. to a wider audience. Enterprise got a really rough deal in North America because it was on UPM and UPM was just toilet paper. It was awful. It was shoved around so many times. No one really cared. When it was on Netflix, it got a new appreciation where they were like, actually, this is not that bad. It's really quite mm-hmm. good. Um and it went it was a good time. series. It was an it's fantastically acted. It, <laughs> yeah. it was a good it is, series. It is an excellent I series. I like
2: Enterprise. I like Enterprise more than I do Discovery.
0: Mm. Oh, same here. I've got an Enterprise th- patch ready to sew on when I get the uniform. And I
2: would like—I think—Enterprise, the way it ended, needs to be corrected. <laughs>
0: it never ended. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was—it was a holodeck. It was not canon. So I, I wanted to ask before we move on from the thing. I wanted to ask, like, with uh, those old scientists, because you're not a fan of lower decks and you haven't been following lower decks it's great that it hit that you enjoyed it like you know because you probably just didn't get half the stuff or like go who are these characters but like did that take anything away do you reckon or did you still really enjoy it
2: i i know jack Wade. like obviously i follow twitter so i follow everything he does and stuff like that as well too so i've mm. you know i've watched, i've seen all the tidbits for lower decks and prodigy and all that i'm glad prodigy got saved yes um, Travesty that was that was one of the worst. That was one of the worst moments of 2023, definitely for Star Trek. Yeah. Um More what the regardless fuck? of how much stuff happening. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I I know enough of Lore x obviously, to enjoy the episode that will definitely go down as one of the best Star Trek episodes ever. Hmm. Um yeah, it was Start Strange New World season two has not done a bad episode yet. There's been maybe weak episodes, mm-hmm. but there's not been it's been a banger of a season.
0: Yeah. Speaking of bangers, as David <laughs> is so eloquently <laughs> Where am I going with this one, guys? Um as David mentioned there, Lee and Adam are in the chat, I'll just point out. Oh no. <laughs> the 145 foot point six inches tall viking god that is adam who did the voyager cover for our show is in the chat oh wow hello (laughs) um
1: yeah prodigy kebab coma so hmm. kebab (laughs) coma that's hopefully not a euphemism Um, put me in a coma with your meat adam there we go right okay moving
0: on prodigy got cancelled which was a huge blow for star trek but this was a product of again uh mismanagement by the fact that it was a good show it just did not reach uh, the intended audience it took for netflix to take it on and air it from christmas day uh, 2023 for people to go oh wow star trek prodigy it's actually quite good isn't it yeah mm. it's got Catherine janeway in it and it's got chakotay and it. it's got wow yeah it's actually not that bad and it's like this is what happens when you market your shows and distribute your shows correctly in all regions um, so i'm really glad that season two will be aired on netflix and fingers crossed if it is a success which we are hoping it will be there will mm. be a season three of star trek prodigy but that was a very it was a very low point in star trek because we got prodigy cancelled and then we got the cancellation of discovery season uh, of star trek discovery ending with season five mm. uh where i've recently i have found out as of today they haven't recorded new episodes they've just inserted scenes into the last couple of episodes to tie the oh. whole series up, and I'm sort of like, I hope they're not are happy done about well. that. No, yeah, for it to be shoehorned like that, for me, I would say, look, it's cancelled, but here is the budget for one more episode. Yeah, let's let's do an Enterprise, but not repeat an Enterprise. Let's it's insult let's to do injury. something. Yeah, so. Everyone, Discovery is a divisive series. We can't deny that. I personally enjoyed season one and two of Discovery. Season three onwards are my least favorite of Star Trek. But all Trek is good Trek. And at least we have got Star Trek and no Trek at all, as I yeah. I, I will always yeah. say. But the one thing that failed it, all the way through it wasn't the acting it wasn't the actors it wasn't the visual effects it was the writing any Mm. other sci-fi show it would have been brilliant because it had star trek on it it was immediately divisive it was vilified by certain subsets of toxic fans and it had its flaws but for me if you were going to cancel a show that's been going for five years, that you know it's already wrapped, give them the budget to wrap it up properly. Properly.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's the sort of thing of, Discovery might not have been the story that we were wanting them to tell, but let them tell their story. Like, let, let them, them wrap, wrap the thing up. up. The, exactly like we had with Enterprise, where we're like going, hey, can, can can we see the end of the arc? It's like someone coming in and turning your own TV off and just being like, hang on, I was watching that. Like, you know, it, it, it's unfair. You know, to not just go because most things get a season where they get a warning where they go, "Hey, I know we said seven seasons, but actually, you know, they're you know like," and they didn't. But even Enterprise, Enterprise. they didn't get a warning to go, "Oh yeah, cool." Now you you no, they didn't even get four episodes to wrap it up. With, With
0: Enterprise, they found out during the filming of part one in the Mirror Darkly. So then the writers' room were like, "Shit, we have got like." a seven-season plan. We were going Mm -hmm. to do the Romulan War. We were going to do the Birth of the Federation. And then we're like, oh, we're just going to have to do a holodeck. That's the only way. We're going to have to flash forward and do everything like that. Um, With Discovery, it had already finished filming. It was wrapped. Principal photography was done. They were in editing. And then they got the
1: call from Paramount to go, Mm. you're cancelled. Now... They've already put Michael Burnham back in a cocoon. But it's... We can't wake them up this early. But
0: it shows that... But you don't want to... It's the lack of, excuse the pun, faith that they had where it's just like, we are going to end you, but we will give you the budget for an episode. Or yeah. if push comes to shove, and in an ideal world, we will give you a long trek. So we've got a Section 31 long trek. We will give Discovery a long trek to wrap it up. To, to you know to to bring it to an end and then once that's done we can move on with the starfleet academy series they cancelled discovery and then announced the starfleet uh, star uh, fleet academy series which everyone believes is set in the 31st century so we're like mm. so you're not allowing them to wrap up but then you were continuing in the same era with some of the same characters in the same setting
1: it's 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 genuinely weird although i will i will say one thing i will give them a pass if they just troll us like and that the actual scene that they got to add in is literally riker riker on the holodeck imagine if that's how they end this so they're like oh we got to insert angry. one scene in and it's literally jonathan freaks being like oh that's how this happened no you know what it's it's back been, i would be like well against against done you. You, you, fuckers. you know what it'll <laughs> be
0: you know what it'll be it'll be cute
2: Oh okay. you know, creative way, yeah.
0: That the trial is just beginning, Michael Burnham.
2: Like that and it just <laughs> ends and you're just like <laughs> Um Where did Discover where did Discovery go wrong? Season three. <laughs> no. I'm putting it there No, I'm For me season For two. me it was season one it was season oh, yeah. one for me
3: Ooh.
2: i felt like i have not liked discovery i like it a lorca was fantastic jason Isaacs was great mm. um it felt like star trek that was supposed to be in the 23rd century but was in the 26th century yes and i didn't yeah. like that like it like they had this spore drive and all this crazy technology like just deep, deep space nine never did that enterprise didn't do that mm. yeah like it felt like they tried to change something that shouldn't have been changed yes I, I think i
1: i think the fact is like you could happily just change a couple of names around and discovery's not star trek anymore and there wouldn't be a problem like yeah. that that's the thing it's li- it's this idea of going oh you just take those emblems off you just sort of you know, they're not called klingons it's they're horrible. called something else and that was the problem it was like it it had no it wasn't buried in the lore at all like it wasn't using all of the resources available but my main problem was just characters like it literally like obviously we joke about it and you will probably see the fruits of our labor at some point but the amount of angry voice (laughs) notes i've sent to goodwill last year because i was watching discovery season two and three And I was like, why is this happening? What's this? Why is the plot I would would be sat at work and I would be
0: dealing with possibly the worst customer. And Sanois would send me a message. Sanois would send me a message and it would just instantly cheer me up. Because all I kept saying to him was, wait until you get to season three. Wait until you get to season three. And then he got to season three and it was just like, I didn't even have to listen to the note. I just had to look at the runtime of the voice note. And I'm like... He's in season three.
1: He's in season three. Um, but, it, but it was uh, th- for me. But but, it, but it's it's the annoying thing of just going. I was just waiting for them to do stuff with all these characters. Like going, oh, who's the android woman on and the bridge? And they brilliant. I can't wait to find out about her. Who's this other person? Who's the yeah the woman who got like the cyborg implant in season one, and then we've never paid any attention to whatsoever. I can't wait for an episode about her. Like we're saying about Strange New Worlds, where it goes here is you know like here's an una episode here's an umbenga episode and then we just don't and you're just sitting there being like this guy's husband died and came back to life and we're not even going to have an episode about how he's dealing with it we're just going to be like oh let's continue michael burnham but, and maybe we'll put a scene talking about it but, but and look that's at, what upset me you know
0: but well, look at look at compare discovery to picard season three okay the car mm. season three we got to new we got to know new crew members within 10 episodes yep. we love them Jodie's yeah. daughter yep. liam shaw uh the bajoran
1: uh i forget his name forgive i love me. how we did know all of the names we did but when we did the review and now it's like eight months later and now, like 8,
0: 850 episodes guys <laughs> and i've had about a few martinis um but
2: it's ed spieler's
0: but yeah ed spieler's And we got to know them over 10 episodes. We love them. Discovery. And again, again, we are not disparaging the actors, their characters, or anything like that. They are all brilliant. And we genuinely want to get to know every single one of them because Star Trek is an ensemble. The writing was never there. So then they were like, okay, see, at the end of season two, this is not working. We need to get out of this prequel hellhole oh we'll go to the 31st century that will solve all of our problems it didn't that's not what wasn't working because strange new worlds came along and was like we're a prequel and we are absolutely smashing it that's fine they then went to the 31st century and then they were like oh we're going to change this we're going to do this we're going to do this and it was like the writing is still not there and then you have an overarching plot which is solved really frustratingly bad
1: where it's I, like I'm gonna I'm gonna take umbrage at the term sold, I think there. It's it's but, like yeah. what caused the burn?
0: Was it was it the was it the effects of uh warp drive. Was it the release of the Omega Particle which we saw in Voyager? Was it something so deeply ingrained in Star Trek all that be, we have been warned about? From the yeah. We have had 30 years of warning about warp speed limits, the Omega Particle. No, it was an alien
1: screaming. Right. So mm. I, I But I, then but this like... is the same thing though. It's like like we say, all Trek is good Trek. But it's the idea of the people who enjoy Discovery enjoy Discovery, and I I'm happy to leave it there. I'm happy to be like because the problem is what we're doing here is we're judging it based upon other Trek, like we're yeah. judging it by being like, oh, it should have had an ensemble cast, and I do believe that, and I would have enjoyed it more. But I'm assuming that the people who are big Discovery fans are like, no, you can happily focus on one character. We don't care about these other people. You know, they're not important. What? And yeah. I think that's the di- that's the distinction in the fandom. I think, but I think I can't. I go. This is what I like about Trek, and I'm going to apply that to everything. But what what gets me
0: is the toxicity within the Trek community, where they're just like, oh, like because it's it's all woke and it's all this, and it's just like, shut up, <laughs> shut up, you. Oh no! If you what kick Star off, Trek like becomes another franchise. You know? Yeah. <laughs> if if you kick off about uh, a woman in the lead, um, non gender people, sexuality. You kick off about that in Star Trek. You are not a Star Trek fan.
1: We you are to, we absolutely tie not. Star them Trek. up. We need to tie them up like uh, the Clockwork Orange thing, where their eyes open and make them watch the original series episode with the black and white people, and just be like, <laughs> you know, just be like, this is the thing. Or oh, the season three finale. effect. Yeah, <laughs> you know? the
0: season three finale. I can't be a captain because I'm a woman. Mm, this is twenty three sixty twenty
2: two sixty six. But so, look at, but look at quality. Look at Quality of Mercy. Quality of Mercy took one of the greatest episodes of Star Trek... The Balance of remade Terror! ...remade it.
1: Yeah.
2: Remade it and almost made it better than the original. Like a certain other Star Trek movie couldn't do to Wrath of Khan.
3: Ooh. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Sorry, J.J. Abrams is on the phone. Hello?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can hear the lens flares. Ah! Anamorphic, you But bitch. look at the quality... look at the difference like yeah but quality mercy was i still think it's the best episode of strange in worlds it took one of the greatest episodes of star trek ever remade it and did it arguably better almost better than the original and uh, that romulan commander i want to see him come back as the new (laughs) seric
1: god yeah and... I, I want him to come back, but I want his eyebrows to get thicker in every single scene he's in, <laughs> so that by the end of the episode they're just bushes and you know just a, a yeah. little random visual gag.
2: So or to to pring come back as a Romulan.
1: Yeah. Oh
2: I'm gonna was fantastic in that episode. Her mother was even better.
0: Oh no, like, not the mother. Don't mention that. No, mother.
2: I, I do love it though, because obviously like you know, when, when you watch the original
1: series and you have, like, uh, you know, where we meet uh, d- uh, pring and, you know, oh, where, where we meet her and loads of people are like, oh, she's such a bitch and I can't believe she sort of, like, does that to Spock and whatnot. And then in Stranger, Strange New Worlds, we've kind of gone, oh, that's her mum, is it? Okay, suddenly I can explain any of it. Yeah, it sort of ties back. <laughs> you know? and I
0: kind of love that,
2: that. Strange New Worlds justified it that way. Moving on, though. Gina said it was Fitz. Sorry, go on, David. She was very... She used fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: So um, moving, because uh, it's been two hours since we. Started. I think we've lost it. <laughs> it's <laughs> been two hours. <laughs>
1: okay, so Lower Deck's happened, right? That's cool. Low, uh, Lower deck, Lower deck, Se- yeah, right, deck cool. season
0: four. Uh, Lower deck season four. First and foremost, we got Voyager. We got Voyager. No, we and got we,
1: Borg salamanders and we, then some other stuff. We
0: yeah. got the best tribute to Voyager, where it's like <laughs> these are references, but there is a reason why they're here, not just ham fisted. And it's like it's a museum ship. So, yes, there was going to be a reference to the time when Janeway and Paris did the nasty and <laughs> and, <laughs> and the viruses <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and, the, and, the Neelix, and the Neelix cheese. And, you know, and I think. <laughs> It was, it was beautifully done. Seeing Voyager I, yes. again for the second time yeah. this year in a Star Trek show yeah. was brilliant. Yeah. Um, it was fantastically done. But let's just get on to episode two, The Moopsie. <laughs> yes. Which is a cultural Moopsie. phenomenon in Star Trek now. And I've seen memes where it's just like, oh, this is just all I'm talking about, The Moopsie. No, this was... Again, this is where Paramount tripped up, because Paramount should have saw this and went, people are going to want these. They should have had plushies on standby day one for this episode to yeah. air. They would have sold like hot just, cakes.
2: Just mm-hmm. like they did with Grogu, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Cool. Quantum Mechanics, QMX, who are sort of a subset of fansets who make these badges and make all the other stuff, they are making moopsy plushies. They will Sell they will yeah. absolutely sell. This is a testament to lower decks where they could take something like that and just turn it into a cultural phenomenon of 2023 in Star Trek after everything that's happened. And they're just like moopsie, and yeah. it's just like it's a bone drinking, cute and cuddly animal.
1: And it, it, it was, it, and I, it think, was... I think the hilarious thing about it is how well received moopsie was. But like we're saying, it's all subjective because I remember us talking about this and me being like, I'm not that fussed about this episode because obviously they came out at the same time, like yeah. didn't they? They got released the episode one, and episode two. Yeah. And I was on the side of I preferred episode one to episode two, whereas you were very much like, oh, episode two overshadowed episode one. Yeah. And it was so wonderful that we could both agree that they were great episodes of Trek, but that we have different favorites rather than going, Oh well that was shit. Oh that was good. You know like and that's the thing and it was like how amazing it is that the the whole series was like that where we got all these amazing episodes that are like polarizing. I think the only one that I've heard that people weren't fussed about is a few badgies more. That's the only one where most people are like yeah, that's not my favorite. That is, you know. that is,
0: it's it's extremely shoehorned two major stories into one twenty-one minute runtime episode. Where it's just like it, it could have been two episodes in themselves.
1: And you could have left those not, plot lines till season five. Yeah, you underused feel, rather you, than needing to do it.
3: Then.
0: You underused Jeffrey Combs, which you should you should never
1: <laughs> ever underuse Jeffrey. That, it is a crime. God. It it should be a crime um, underusing under, Jeffrey Combs. The
0: the way they linked, and I know. I know Sean sort of didn't like the way they linked Mariner with Cito from the next generation in Lower Decks. Mm. I did. Yeah. I think yeah. it was a justifiable explanation for her behaviour, why she is what she is and in the era that she is in. I think it was very justifiable. Yes, she never mentioned her in the three, you know, in the three years but we never really got mm. to explore the backstory. We just got, oh, Mariner just doesn't like
1: being promoted wants to be an ensign. Yeah. Um... But, shows are allowed to write new things. I mean, Bashir is a is an augmented human. That yeah. was never planned. Like not the amount of contradictions throughout DS9 to that entire plot line, and we just accept it. We're like, yeah, yeah, he's a mutant. That's fine. But uh, you know, like, uh, even though it plainly wasn't there, you know. But but to
0: speed it along, because obviously we are we are pressed for time yeah. to speed it along. The overarching <laughs> mysterious ship uh, destroying other ships, which we called the Krusty the Clown ship um and then realizing that they were actually taking them to form a fleet to deal with such a minor yet big issue in trek fandom which was the <laughs> nick Lacarno tom paris conundrum where nick Lacarno robert duncan McNeil. tom paris robert duncan yep. mcnail we all know, and I, I did say this in an, in in the review of season ten why um, Nick Lacarno why Robert Duncan McNeil, his character changed between the Next Generation and Voyager because they couldn't get the rights to the name Nick Lacano from the writer. Um, yeah, they did it well in season ten of Lower Decks, where where Rutherford's just like he looks like Tom Paris, and was just like I don't see it. No, but seriously, he, he looks like him. No, I don't see He sounds like him. I, I don't hear it. That is literally Tom Paris. No, I don't really see it. And then they just, you know, a 30-year-old 30, a thirty year old conundrum, a 30-year-old plot hole in Star Trek, and they deal with it in 30 seconds so brilliantly and then never talk about it ever
1: again. Well, yeah. I, I, it's, yeah. And, and we've got that. But also, I just want to point out the amount of extra world building we get in this season of Lower Decks. Like, oh. I would I would very much, David, I would very much ask you to watch Lower Decks Season 4. Is it Season 4? Is it Season 4? Season, season 4. four. Yeah, <laughs> Season 4. Just simply for the amount where it just goes, hey, we're going to do an episode about uh, the Orions. We're going to do an episode about being on Ferenginar and stuff. And then the amount that they've been able to just go, hey... This has never been answered before, but here's this, and here's if, this, and here's more rules of acquisition. Yeah. And you're like, it's great that you know, and it and that's just that's not the whole episode. It's like there's a plot in the episode, there's characterization in the episode, but then it still adds more Trek to Trek. If you can push yeah. if you
0: can push that's... past the the animation style and treat it as another season in the TNG era, you'll sit there and go, they've not. Obviously, they, they progress the era, but they evolve the world. They enhance the world because, like I said earlier, on, they exist in that era. They explore that era. They don't say, oh, there's a new species, there's this new species. They're like, oh, well, we're going to see. We've got enough. We're going to see, <laughs> no, we we're gonna see the species. Orions. Yeah, we're going to go to this star base. We're going to go see the Orions. We are going to go to Ferengala. They sort of. It's like, this is probably going to be a really crap analogy. Lower Decks is like the ultimate side quest in Star Trek, where it's <laughs> like, you've got the main quest, which is TNG, DS9, Voyager. Lower Decks is like, okay, so you've got the main storyline. We're going to backfill the world, and we are going to enhance your appreciation of Ferengena, of the Orion species, of... Um, Star bases that have got bars, and you know, just basically, yeah. we all exist in a world, but it's not. We're enhancing it. We we are bringing more things to the table, which you wouldn't think of, like the whole element of there is no money in the Federation. So how do they get around it? And lower decks sort of tackles that. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah. Is, where CDs. like yeah
2: yeah. You know, they, so would, so would you prefer lower decks to change the? change like go back and finish the story of enterprise or would you rather see that's done for live action in some like strange new worlds i I think it'd be
1: fun there's definitely going to be a lot of extra references to enterprise in lower decks but i don't i i think i think the creators of it would be like no no we're holding out on you fixing that you know someone else actually giving enterprise a proper ending but there's has there not already been like some kind of reference to everything being a hollow simulation or something i can't remember
0: there's is, there is that theory uh, in Lower Decks that a- wolf 359 was an inside job that uh, everything <laughs> everything is just a everything is just a grand uh, hollow sweet novel played by yeah. uh, a more advanced race which is parallel in the great simulation theory that we have in real life um, mm. real life um
1: <laughs> but it's with, with enterprise What was the best one? Isn't there like Kirk isn't real or something? No, data isn't real. Data isn't. No,
0: no. Picard is an AI. (laughs) Yeah. And data isn't real,
1: and Wolf Three Five Nine was an inside job. But going, going back to to Enterprise, like there's so much fun stuff. Like David, even if you don't like animations, close your eyes and listen to the nonsense. Going, it. going back brilliant. to Enterprise, I love
2: animations. I just struggle. I just struggle. Like, yeah, like I said, I could watch all the Star Wars animated stuff, but yeah. I, maybe it's just my ADD. I didn't finish that. Batch. It bizarrely. does improve
0: in season two. They, they, the the modelling of the exterior shots of the Cerritos and stuff, it does improve a lot in season mm-hmm. two. Um, but yeah. it, if you suspend that, because it is all canon, but if you suspend that and it's like, it enhances the world so much. Like the Ferengena episode where you get the landlord detectives um you get the Oh god i forgot about that. the war memorial for the dominion war but it's not about the lost souls it's about the lost profits from the dominion prophets. war it's it's all, <laughs> all of the
1: all of the stocks that crashed and stuff and it's like a a memorial like monument Slug
0: or the slabbiest caller in the galaxy um it's 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 that I I... if you're a TNG fan and you've not seen lower decks DS9. this is this
1: is the this is yeah. the love the love letter that you need in terms of but it's and, all of them it's the fact of it just it it's not just tng it's like all of them it just goes hey loads of ds9 stuff oh like like the game the fact it has the episode where they they use the game Halle from Marie, ds9 one two three yeah as a God. weapon. And it's just the stupidest concept in the entire world. But it's but I love though that everyone was like going, Oh well, you know, Lower X is like it's a bit too fan servicey. And then they did the Voyager episode, which is like, No, no, this is militarized fan service. Like, you know, this is the amount of references we can fit into one But X. it's also but but it's
0: also like this is like this is what would actually happen. Like if this is the first Federation ship <laughs> to cross the delta quadrant yes it would be a museum yes there is hijinks obviously but it would be a
1: museum I thought you meant like of course the Tuvix thing will happen you know that's natural i'm like
0: mm. janeway and murder is like coffee and janeway um it's <laughs> it's but it it, it 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 does the and we said this all the way through our reviews um even you and kirky did this when i was um slumming it oh, in, in in I them can't united states i remember what we did <laughs> I spent a night with Mark Harty. I can't remember what I did. Um, <laughs> <it> was... <laughs> All I remember was there was Riker's pillow. Um, there... <laughs> a... There's worse things to bite into. Anyway, shall we? On. Shall we get into um, that? Shall we? Shall we get into no, that? No, 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 no. We've done well, it. We've done it. My, my highlight of, one of my highlights of 2023, um, outside of TV Star Trek, was um, I got to meet. Mark Cartier from the mm. ShuttlePod show, um, got to Jealous. drink with Mark Cartier from the ShuttlePod show and got to see the ShuttlePod studio um, and did a few recordings for him and Unplanned Trek. And he was like, oh, take take a seat. And I sat down on the chair, like the interview chairs that they have on the show. Uh, and he was like, your ass is sitting on Riker's pillow. And I'm like... <laughs> What? And I looked at it, and I was like, "He was like, no, no, this is from the Enterprise D." So he pulled out like the the actual uh, cushions from the Enterprise D chairs on the bridge, and he was like, "This is from the bridge, not the recreated bridge, the actual TNG bridge." And I was like, "Try, don't sniff it, don't sniff it, Michael, please." <laughs> but it was like, for, for me, it was at, that again. That was a major highlight meeting. Mark because again, like like what me and Sonoise have done, he started uh the Shuttle Pod Show in 2022 and he was very sheltered when it came to Trek Fandom. And twenty twenty three he sort of like got welcomed into the wider community and he opened up and he came on the show. Um and he's he's just had a blast and just to meet him in person and just to like have copious amounts I've of watched, I've, alcohol. I've watched
2: <laughs> yeah. your sh- I've watched your shows with him. He seems like a, such a nice guy. That I'd love to meet him one day. He's I love him to be. He's,
1: he's, he's really fun. I, I like, genuinely it, love him it to you,
2: it. All, you all have made, like I watched your charity stream. You guys have done so good for yourself. You've done, you've made so many good friends your charity stream. You know, they all supported, we all supported you. You guys are doing a great job. Like but the, they're, they're, the ceiling.
1: And that's why YouTube deleted it. The the whole, the whole nerdy up north community, like the whole nerdy up north team, is amazing. Like it's the fact of just the fact that we support each other in our different shows and stuff. Like, and that we have all of these shows. Like, you know, like Monsters Up North is just the most ludicrous thing in the entire world because it is, it is so good and it's so good. It's like me, me and Goodwill here, like fangirling about the sort of the thing that we love, and then you get to see Sammy and Dan just fangirling constantly about like obscure horror monsters it's wonderful i bad, yeah. and the yeah. ramble cast with adam adam and lee um, sorry adam and jake is you know it's this idea of just being like oh i love all of this stuff like you know when they're talking about wario land and stuff it's just it, it i don't know It so it, it tweaks my nostalgia so
0: so we know david's highlight obviously he mm-hmm. he lived the dream of many of us sonoy's mm-hmm. Out of everything, TV, doing this show, what would
1: you say is your highlight of twenty twenty
0: three?
1: No, it's very odd because obviously I I'm involved in a lot of stuff, so I'm gonna not I'm gonna pick something that's related to nerdy up north and trekking up north and stuff like that. I don't know, probably the the whole show. I think like it's just the idea of like being able to do this and being able to involve my friends has been the highlight and just the amount of stupid laughs we've had i think probably getting sarah peach who's just had twins by the way congratulations recovering. congratulations congratulations she had her twins uh getting her into trek over the course of doing this and seeing how quickly her and her husband blazed through it where they were like you know they're like oh we're gonna start watching tng and then a couple of weeks later they're like we're on to ds9 and then it was arco oh, cool. we're on to voyager i vividly
0: remember when she went to ds9 i was like watch all seven seasons and come back to me and tell me how it changed your life and she was like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then seven seasons later she was like this is profound like this is this has changed yeah. me and i'm like "Yeah." <laughs>
1: But I, I'd say it's boring, but I'd say my highlight for this is basically just being part of the show and getting to... It, it sounds horrible, but getting to just piss around is the most amazing <laughs> thing in the entire world. Because obviously, I'm part of the Girl <laughs> podcast. I'm part of the Girl podcast, G-U-R-L-Global.com. Uh, uh, and the problem is, I'm, you know, I'm the person who keeps things on track there, if you can believe it. And so it means that there's a lot less room for being really stupid it's kind of we chat to guests and we're kind of serious with guests and i don't get to be the the stupid ball of energy i am on this you know (laughs) and so it's it's wonderfully therapeutic to come on here and just be like i'm talking about something i like and there are no rules effectively i (laughs)
0: it's it's really it's really difficult for me because there has been, 2023 was extreme highs and extreme lows, for obvious reasons, as we well know. In terms of the highlights, I think having the ability to do this show, I was, I was a hermit. I was an anxiety-riddled hermit for the longest time. And I would never, ever imagine sharing my love of Trek with anyone in the world. Everyone, like, people who knew me knew I was a Trekkie, but I would never go to this degree. And in 2022, Paul asked me to do a, a Star Trek podcast, just a general, oh, let's just talk about Star Trek. And then it was like, it was like something ignited within me. And then I plucked up the courage last year, and I was like, I'd really want to do a, a podcast reviewing Star Trek Picard. And... Me and Sonny's got together, and, I mean, I remember that first episode where, like, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Everything was ropey <laughs> and porky. It was beyond <laughs> adequate. It was less than adequate. And just,
1: uh, and and just and just hasn't really improved, really. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, the the graphics have got better, but um, the to to do this with a friend I love dearly. Who has who been can't with, be with me. us today? Sadly, but. who's 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 be, yes, um, <laughs> who's been with You know, Sinoise has been with me through death and life. To to quote Kirk from the Wrath of Khan, where we have been through the highs and we have been through the lows, and he has helped me over the last month. But to to open up about my love of Trek, share it with friends, get people into star trek which i never thought would ever be impossible but to then connect the problem but to connect with people around the world has been mind-blowing because let's not forget guys david's in canada mark is in la we i've got people in (laughs) germany Uh, sean's in ireland sean's in which which if you walk can be quite far it's quite wet as well because there is a sea between us but um oh. just just connecting with people who share the same love and and just want to it, it's like a massive track family and i always say this but it's a massive track family but it's people who don't want to one-up everyone else they want everyone to grow they want to share their love of star trek they want to work together and not once in doing this show in the year that we have done it has someone tried to, like, one-up us or anything like that? They're just like, oh, we'd love to come on your show. Come on our show. Let's do this. Everyone's doing something slightly different. Everyone is having fun. But more importantly, they are sharing their own love of Star Trek. There is no toxicity. There is no hatred. There is just love for something we all like, which is which is Star Trek. And it, for me, it has been, and it, it's going to sound so goddamn cliche, it has been life-changing. It has been absolutely life-changing. The confidence I have got, the ability to do stuff that I paid so much fucking money at university to do again is nice. (laughs) Um, But I just, I love it. I love it so dearly. Yes, my highlight is the Enterprise D for Trek, but as 2023, (laughs) doing this show Making friends with with David, with Sean, with getting shit faced with Mark, never again. But um, <laughs> charity stream, the charity yeah, stream, them, friend, being like,
1: able to turn your love into raising money for charity. I think you insane. know that we can't we can't downplay that. I think is to do two shows in
0: in twelve hours with what? with two different guests um, being A on Mark in about
1: <laughs> fifteen different locations mark is mark mark will do a podcast <laughs> in a grocery ex- store because that's just... i'm in
0: a supermarket okay <laughs> where are you i'm in a ralph's okay um <laughs> who's Ralph? <laughs> yeah <laughs> why are you winning um but it's uh that LA. has been my overall highlight of of 2023 i, I think it's better. to it. there's big it. things coming in 2024 that's all i'm gonna say i am not gonna say any more than that mm-hmm I'm nope. very much looking forward to spending more Fridays with dear old Sinoise and <laughs> we, Hopefully David I, will come back for another episode. <laughs> hopefully, yeah.
2: We'll de- definitely have David back. I'm on. I'm interested. Can I say one quickly as well, too? It's, Absolutely. Not, it's not even me being on Star Trek. The love and support I've gotten from all you... like I'm a background actor. I am not important to the to the movies and productions I've been on, unfortunately, like the, the support you all have given me, that I can go do podcasts on, you guys, Captain's Quadrant, Strange New Pod, the one I did for Thanksgiving. Like I appreciate everything and all the friendships I made with you guys. Is this arguably this has been a bigger moment for me than doing Star Trek? Like who would have think I would never have thought a year ago a background actor from Canada um would be doing podcasts for you guys and everyone else I, and I, I really appreciate this this has meant a lot to everybody it,
1: it's so good but i think we need to uh, wrap things up but what I want to do before we wrap things up is because I don't actually think, being our special guest, that we've asked you enough questions. So <laughs> I was thinking, because we have, we're, what time are we on? We're like, we've been on for too nine long, hours, but time. go on. Yeah, too long. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> this is directed going, by James Cameron. It's fine. Go on. <laughs> Can I do a quick fire question round with you, David? Go for it. Okay, cool. So what we're going to do is we're going to get down to the nitty gritty. We're going to get the. The core of your being in these questions. Okay. So, yeah, just answer as quickly as you can. Let's speed through these because, like we say, nine hours. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Let's go. You ready? Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, favorite color?
2: Red. Hometown? Say that again. Hometown. Hometown? Yep. Yeah. Uh, t- technically, Timmins, Brantford is my hometown. Okay, how many ears do I have? How many ears do you have?
1: Two. Close enough. Best for
2: Ah. Ah, Brunt.
1: Quicker, quick. We need to get through these. Quicker, quicker. Uh, great. <laughs> Sorry. Cross onto Ostrich. <laughs> Skip. <laughs> the first thing that comes in around. Okay, favorite captain. Picard. Okay, is Swansea a real place?
2: (laughs) Yes. Mm. Honk? Oof, can't
1: say. Too many. Mm. Is Data a person or the property of Starfleet?
2: Person. Dogs or cats? Dogs or cats? Mm. Dogs. Mice or eggs? Eggs.
1: Insects or Einstein's theory of relativity?
2: Einstein's Theory of Relativity. How many <laughs> fingers am I holding up? Three.
1: It was 14. Romulan Ale or Bloodwine? <laughs> Bloodwine. Favourite Pokemon? <laughs> Charizard. 15 minus 9.
2: Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> six? Oh 32. my god. But Debbie Oh, 15 plus 9. <laughs> Sorry I'm getting a, I'm getting an echo. No no, I made it up. Getting... But uh, Who would win
1: in a fight between Kirk and Picard? Kirk. Okay. Coffee black or Earl Grey hot?
2: Ooh, coffee black. What
1: animal makes this noise?
2: <laughs> Sorry I'm getting distorted. I'm getting a lag. I'm if I missed it. Oh that's fine. It was close Sit enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there we go okay. country music or country and western films oh, God. country and western films favorite meal pizza is Garrick just a simple tailor definitely not was that a lie <laughs> <laughs> definitely not okay finally how would you handle a duck at your wedding who's hooped up on protocol 12
2: How would I handle a duck up on protocol 12? <laughs> I'd I'd have to pull out this bad I'd have to pull out this bad boy. There we go, we get a phrase, that's it.
1: Oh god, he's found the armory.
2: <laughs> Wait, okay, thank you very much. I
1: think we I think we know everything now, David. Thank you. If, uh, if, uh, we tried. I, questions.
0: I think um <laughs> whew, I think there's an incoming transmission. <laughs> Incoming
2: transmission.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, treks and trekkers, it is the Double Wheel of Episodes. All hail leader. Praise be to the FCA and Quarks Bar and Grill Emporium franchise <laughs> LLP. If you are new to trekking up North, the Double Wheel of Episodes spins and spins and spins and randomly lands on an episode and whatever episode it lands on code of honor we must shut up we must review it <laughs> unless it's code of honor in which i burn everything to the ground
1: um <laughs> it's coming. one day it'll be coming
0: sunoise science officer sunoise yep. what do you wish apart from code of honor what because do you... Sub-Razzo. and, and so what Sub-Razzo. do you hope it is
1: after we were talking about it earlier, because apparently we were talking about the sexiest episode of Trek and uh, the the one where, uh, where where Quark's face is on Kira's body. Uh, I want that one. I've forgotten what it's called, but it's the first Jeffrey Coombs uh, episode, I think.
0: David, which torturous episode do you want us to review next week?
2: Genesis. Jesus. Ooh. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. <Okay. laughs> Man, he's a he's a masochist, this one. Um, I thought you Canadians were nice. Okay. <laughs> Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tracks and trekkers. We are, for the first time in 2024, about to spin the double wheel of episodes. Are we all ready to yell Dabo at home? When you it lands, yelling at you, be. you all can see it now, because I've modified the Alcar system on the adequate, so you can all see it. Are we ready in three, two, one? Oh, God. The anxiety that this brings. I've just saw Subrosa as well. Double. The original um, series episode, Requiem for Methusia. Ooh, Methuselah. We've had
1: so many original series episodes through the dabble wheel. It's why, very biased, isn't Why
0: it? do they hate Enterprise? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Requiem <laughs> for... We, we haven't had a DS9 episode, have we? Nope.
2: Uh, <laughs>
0: Requiem for Methuselah. Right, we are reviewing... Oh, my God. <sighs> uh, oh. We are reviewing season three, episode 19 of Star Trek the original series, Requiem for Methuselah. The synopsis. Oh, God, I don't even want to read this. When Kirk and Spock beam McCoy, when Kirk, Spock, and McCoy beam down to a supposed uninhabited planet to gather mineral riethelon. To fight a plague of Rhygelian fever on board the Enterprise, they find a fellow Earthman called Flint and his extremely intelligent female ward, Ray Rayna, whom Kirk begins to fall in love with. Flint then proceeds to trap them and the Enterprise on his planet. I remember He's this episode. Exciting. I remember this episode. Um... It's not as bad as I thought. I saw season three and my pants dropped, but uh, <laughs> it's not a bad episode. Uh, why it's another TOS episode, I, I really don't know. Um, you're really going to have to start programming Enterprise and DS9 in Marstonoid, because this is...
1: I think it, the the problem is <laughs> it is genuinely random, but I do feel like maybe we do need to nudge it and be like, hey, maybe we should limit the selection so that we do get something a bit different, because, yeah, random isn't helping us in terms of getting... <laughs> yeah uh variety guys
0: this has been our first episode of trekking up north in 2024 we have been going for two hours 30 minutes and 37 seconds thank you so so much to everyone who has tuned in live if you like this video please give us a like If you are not a member of the Nerdy Up North YouTube channel, what are you doing? Click the subscribe, caress the bell so you find out all the other exciting shows that we do because we have a regular podcast on a Sunday evening, UK time. We have Monsters Up North, we have Twitch, and we have this porky little show on the USS Adequate called Trekking Up North every Friday. If you are not a member of our Facebook group... Everything is down there in the socials. We have got Facebook. We have got Twitter. We have got the tick and the talk. We have got a Discord, for God's mm. sakes. We have got everything. We have also got our friends in all the Trek family. We have got Sci Fi Queens, the Shuttle Pod, Unplanned Trek, which I am a guest of tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. Just a little <laughs> plug for you in there. Everyone Fuck. we think you should follow is down there in the descriptions. David. Is there anything you would like to say before we wrap up the show?
2: Thanks for being great friends and I can't wait for more in 2024.
0: Oh dear boy, you're coming back. You don't have a choice. So are you twitching
1: tonight? I will be. I need to go to the toilet first but I will be on Twitch after this uh, and it's exciting. And also I need to give a quick shout out because my game is getting re-released tomorrow which I'm very happy about. Warhammer the Old World comes out tomorrow so hilariously i'm doing i've got a very busy day tomorrow but i will be queuing outside of games workshop or warhammer uh at like 9 a.m in the morning in order to make sure that my pre-order gets in which is ludicrous because it'll gonna feel like being a kid again this is before uh, he
0: has a pizza party with me because i am 36 years old and i still have pizza parties for my birthday so it's a great thing uh, and uh, also uh,
1: next if anyone who's watching this is coming to uh, RuPaul's Drag Con in London uh, next weekend, I will be there. So I'll be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And yeah, it'll be really good. So,
0: Guys, uh, yeah, this like has that. been an episode of Trekking Up North. I am Captain Goodwill. He is Science Officer SirNoise. This has been our guest, no rank, awesome guy, David. <laughs> 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 Not a Hi awesome David. This has been the USS Adequate, right there. Look at that. Um, until next week. Stay safe. Look after each other. We love you all. Live long, and prosper. If I can get it in frame. There we go. Take care, everybody. Bye bye.